just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 22 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Alex and I've seen all of One Tree Hill, uh, but I prefer the first four series and I've watched them a lot. And tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 22, The Games That Play Us. Luke, do you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Did you hear that? We're media. So welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season one episode 22 the games that play us dom we are here but we are not alone my friend we are here with alex friend of the show patron alex how are you welcome to the show i'm Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you very much. In, enjoying uh, lockdown 3.0, and uh, yeah, trying to get trying to get through it and surviving. That, yes. So, as uh, you can probably hear from Alex's voice, this he is another uh, UK resident, <laughs> so is also in lockdown currently. So, recording this remotely, of course. Uh, Dom, how are you, my friend? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. Having a good week so far. How about yourself? All good. All good. I can't believe we're here at the finale of season one. It is absolutely insane. It has gone so quickly that we're already here at the end. But before we go any further, Alex, we're going to have to see you raise that right hand. We're going to have to see that. There it is. The palm and I'm going to need to ask you to vow, to swear <clears throat> that you will not spoil Dom for anything after this episode. Like anything, you can talk anything up to this episode, but nothing past this one. I swear. I promise. We believe you. Dom, do you accept? Oh, of course. Always. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Alex, tell us about your history with One Tree Hill, like when did you first watch the show? Uh, what does it mean to you? What's your relationship to it? Uh, right, yeah. So I, th- I think I'm what the kids would refer to as an OG. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was at university um, and I woke up uh, bleary eyed on a Saturday afternoon, um, and this episode uh, was on the telly, um, and I'd never seen anything. I'd watched the OC. I'd start watching the OC at the time and uh, I was enjoying it and I was like oh more American teenagers let's uh let's give this a watch and uh and yeah then I went straight on LimeWire um after the episode and I went and downloaded all of series one that was available um except like, episode eight or something I just couldn't find it anywhere and yeah that was it I was I was in I waited a year or so for for series two and uh and here I am talking about it for the first time ever because 
adult males don't watch this kind of stuff and talk about it <laughs> so, so many so 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 many things to unpack there already the first the first one is let's hope you're past the uh the statute of limitations on limewire there oh, no. sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. i've got a vpn don't worry about it i'm really I'm hoping sure there's people listening going what the hell is limewire <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a generational it was, thing that is it was a godsend <laughs> It was a godsend. Or people older, even are thinking about Kazar, even that that's the trilogy yeah, right there. <laughs> but it's so ironic that so I, obviously you you picked this episode to come on because I'm guessing that is the the bond that you have with this episode being the first one that you've ever seen. But it's so funny that the that the only episode you couldn't get was episode eight, which I've said many times on this podcast. I think is the the one that really got me into the show and took it to another level is that episode so uh that's really funny and then also yes you're part of the club of adult males that enjoy this (laughs) show that have no one to share it with so how how has that been so are you serious is this actually the first conversation that you've had about the show um where people have talked back yes (laughs) um i mean i've I've told people about it. Um, I've got a bit, a bit of a reputation amongst my friends of uh, recommending shows and films and being really overexcited about them. Um, so they just don't take my recommendations seriously anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I, 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 where I've been rewatching this um, with, with you guys, I've been trying to get my partner to to watch it and sit down and because she loves you know Grey's Anatomy and and a lot of a lot of trash like that <laughs> and uh <laughs> going in hard um but yeah she I mean she's just got no interest in it at all um so yeah very much on my own and uh and yeah so it's uh it's, it's I mean I said when I when I first messaged you that you're you know you're my voice you know I've, I've listened to um uh, the who are the, the, the tree hill the ladies talk. tree, hill, the tree talk. hill talk yeah um i was gonna say let's let's talk oc because the other one did but um yeah yeah so i i listened to that but obviously that's three american women you know so hearing two british fellas just talking about it and and kind of having the same experiences uh, as i did because we're all similar similar ages um, yeah 30s yeah so, yeah and I, I think it just kind of spoke to me a little bit and uh and i've, I've i never message I never, you know, review or send messages to to podcasts or anything because I just listen and and move on. But I was like, well, yeah, let's uh, let's get involved because you know it just felt very very familiar and uh, yeah, that's no, great. That that really means a lot to us. And your message specifically was it was one of the first messages that uh, that we had received that uh, sort of indicated firstly that anybody was listening, <laughs> but sec- <laughs> but secondly that. Uh, it was uh, resonating with with someone, and we've been very fortunate and very humbled to re- uh, receive, you know, quite a lot of uh, really lovely messages from from listeners of, you know, a massive variety of ages and you know genders and everything. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's incredibly humbling, and uh, it makes me feel. I I have been on the other side of it, and am as an avid sort of podcast podcast listener there's so many podcasts and people that have, it's really helped me and i felt like they've been like like a voice for me that it's amazing to be on the 
other side of that and then yeah. also, also i guess that um there's probably a lot more talk on our podcast about things like uh you know excitement over deb in her brassiers and things like that that you, <laughs> you might not yeah. get on other podcasts yeah i mean it, it, it's nice to hear that other people enjoy her in her brassiere um <laughs> and i don't have to just sit in my room and mutter it to myself it's uh <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah it's just a, a lot a lot cooler I think whenever people say it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so what so what is it about the show that like uh I, well, we haven't asked you, so perhaps it's not true, but I'm assuming you preferred One Tree Hill over the OC. Uh yeah. Um I eventually I did. I think you know, the OC <clears throat> that I got, I got really excited about it. I really enjoyed it. The music, the just everything about it was just um again, didn't really talk about it. Um, but you know, I bought the box sets and the albums and and just got just got bang into it. Um, but obviously there was only four series of that. Um, so <clears throat> with One Tree Hill, it lasted, you know, a, a decade of my life where I went from being a what, 19-year-old student to you know, pushing 30 now i'm a dad so you know no spoilers but obviously the the, the characters develop you know much like uh much like we do or mm. i did um so yeah i think by the end of it 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 really you know it felt like a slog here and there but you know ultimately it was it, it kind of grew up or i grew up with with it and with with, with these uh with these characters which you don't get you know, especially with um, you know, with teen type shows, they they kind of plateau at a, a point, or they fizzle out, or um, they get cancelled. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this this really just just went with me, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, I love it. It's good. It's very very good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cheesy and it's silly and you know over dramatic, but that's why we love it, isn't it? That's uh, that's why we talk about it. It's just, yeah, it's escapism. I, I mean, do you have a particular uh, character that that's your favorite or that you identify with? And the second part is, do you have a favorite season? I'm guessing it's the first season. You said you've watched that one the most. Yeah, I think I think season one and season three. Uh, one, just because obviously that's where you always start. So I've, I've, every time I go right, I'm doing it. I'm going all in you start at one you get to you know series four and the new series of vikings or whatever starts and you just go and watch you go and watch that instead so that that's uh that's that's why i've, I've never really persevered because there's always something else to to watch um but in terms of character i was trying to think earlier when i was i was washing up and i was i had my headphones on i was listening to your episode that came out today i haven't finished it all so i don't know what you might have said um and I was like, oh no, they're going to ask me who I who I identify <laughs> with, who you know, who do I think I'm most like, <clears throat> and uh, and I, probably Jake, I guess, mm. just because you know he's not like Mister Mega Popular, but he's not an outcast, and he's got a bit of music in him, and he you know he he's just kind of everyone's mate a little bit, and you know. I was a single dad at sixteen. No, that's not true. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah he he just seems like the 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 middleman you know not not you know like I say not not mr popular but you know he, he gets by and uh yeah that's that's probably you know I, I played football but then i did musicals and stuff at school so <clears throat> kind of found myself in in different groups nice 
Is there, is there any characters that you kind of look at and you think, um, I'm quite similar to Jake, but I'd rather be them? Mm, that's uh, a good yeah, that is a really good question. Um, would I rather be? No, I don't think so. Because like other than Jake, everyone had their moment of being a bit of a dick. Um, and and Jake, as, as we tends, all do, though, you know, as we all, yeah, do. yeah, absolutely. Um, but not not me and Jake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he he, you know, for the most part, other than being a bit over emotional about someone trying to take his child away from him, um, we, you know, he he tends to just be that that kind of moral centre of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and doesn't go too far either way. Um, he's, he's quite quite straight and narrow, isn't he? So, mm. um, no, I, I think just from a, I'd, I'd, I'd happily end up as as Jake for than than any of the others, despite where they may go or have come from. Mm. I guess. And Dom, what's your answer to that question for both? Like, <laughs> as in, who who would you who I. I before you answer, in fact, let me guess. I'd say you would. You'd say you are. You would identify as Keith, but you'd want to be more like. Mm, I don't know. I think you'd want to be Keith, but you think he's a bit like a bit soft sometimes. Um, but that's okay because sometimes softness is goodness. So I don't know. What, what's the answer, Dom? I, I yeah, I think it's Keith on, on both fronts, to be honest. But he's become. <laughs> yeah. He's like there's that there's a few episodes where he's just a total wet blanket and you're just like you want to slap him and you're like get yeah. over it come on move on man and I, I think we've all been through that as well I'm sure you know uh, I definitely yeah. have <laughs> um, and you kind of feel a bit crap and feeling sorry for yourself and you, you you even need someone to give you that reality slap or you've eventually got to get yourself to that point where you you just slap yourself in the face and get on with it um, and I think he's done that and at the moment just all the pushback that he gives to Karen and all the things that happen in this episode like absolutely <laughs> I want to be Keith <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh there's so much to say on this episode so much to say <laughs> well okay last bit last question Alex before we we get into the episode properly go for it uh, as a um <clears throat> as a listener how have you found uh, Dom's predictions and, you know, that whole aspect of him not knowing and the sort of back and forth that we have? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, that's part of the part of the excitement, isn't it? That, that, that the dynamic between you that you know everything and Dom obviously doesn't know anything at all. And it's, it's I'd love to be in that position, you know, I kind of envy Dom in that. He's got that excitement of, oh, where are these people going and and. and, and and what are they going to do? Um, which, you know, I'm trying to think back, what, 14 years or something ridiculous, 15 years, 16 years. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite envious of of Dom, um, that he's he's so new, you know, he, he knows nothing. Um, you know, I wish I could remember however many years ago, um, the the feeling that you get where you, you know, you wonder what's going to happen with, with, with Dan's heart attack or, or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to be in in Dom's position. I think that that's the dynamic of the the, the two of you. That's make, what makes it so um, so entertaining. I think um, because sometimes Dom's super super wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But sometimes so, he's bang on the money, and it's frustrating. And I, yeah. I like try and say little things or give facial expressions to try and 
throw him the other way. It'll be really funny and interesting, Don, when this is all done for you to listen back to it to see how, you know, which way on the side of the coin you were and everything. Do you, do you think you'll do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I might pick out certain episodes and then go back and listen to the previous one and see if I was right <laughs> uh, about the, you know, the upcoming episode. But also <laughs> some of the, like, once we get to the end, I'm sure there's, like, outlandish things that I've said that will definitely come up and I'll be like, oh, that never happened, did it? That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Like why TV and president or whatever, you know, that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, that's no, series eight, isn't it? <laughs> series eight, yeah. It's t- towards yeah. the end of eight, going into nine, yeah. yeah. So definitely have huge to Republican, <laughs> huge Republican. <laughs> yeah, kind of foreshadowing, but no, let's um. Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let let's move into the episode. So as you know, Alex, we're going to go through uh, character by character. Just to say, at the end of the episode, we've got uh, some Patreon shout-outs that we have to do. Of course, there's one we actually missed, Dom, on a previous episode, so we must get that in. As well as uh, we've got lots of listener questions and comments that we can all uh, comment on. And uh, yeah, lots to get through. Awesome. Really excited to be here at the finale. Alex, as our guest, which character would you like us to start with? Okay, let me consult my notes. Who looks interesting? Uh, let's let's start with Dan. He seems like he's got a good thread what, all the way through. What a place to start. What a place to start. Wow. Go big or go home, innit? Absolutely. Oh, Dan. Wow, what an amazing, amazing episode for Dan. So firstly, just to set it up. Uh, so it all this whole episode revolves around the game, uh, the playoff game. And we, we're going in a different order this time. So we're at the game and then we'll pick out a character and then we'll sort of flash back to what's happened to get them to this point in the game. And then at the end of the episode, a little bit past the game as well, which is a nice difference. Like we haven't had this sort of storytelling before. I mean, what did what did you think of that aspect, Dom? Uh, at first, I was a little bit like, oh, they're, they're jumping around. So I need to really sort of stay focused and keep track of this because um, there was one point where I know we're we're going to focus on Dan first, but it's one point where we jumped to Haley sitting with Dan at a lunch table, and I was thinking, "What the hell's going on?" I was a bit lost. I was like, "I don't know what the hell's just happened." Um, and then I realised, "Oh, okay, it's part of it. They're, 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 we're bouncing around, and we get we're getting to other point. There's different timelines involved here." So. Um, that threw me completely and then I was like okay I need to watch it again and find out what, <laughs> what the hell has just happened but no I, I I enjoyed this 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 episode like in terms of uh it just completely non-linear which was which is really good and we, uh, I think we've only had episodes that start at the ending but then go back and tell the whole story and then you get mm. to that point again um like with the like when they played Charlestown actually it starts with the boys walking together, doesn't it? And then the car approaches. It goes from there and then goes right back. Yeah. Um, and we finally got an six. episode. Yeah, we've got an episode that's just going to bounce around. So actually, I loved it. I thought it was really good. This is basically the Pulp Fiction episode of One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think of this, Alex, as a storytelling device? I mean, I I really like, you know, I, I like when 
without sounding like that guy. I like it when directors play with um, the, the timeline. So you, you you have to kind of take a moment and think, okay, like, where am I? What's going on? And, <clears throat> you know, I've watched this episode so many times. And even, you know, I've watched it three times to preparation, prep for this. And <laughs> I'm still, you know, I, I still couldn't say, yeah, this is then, you know, this this happened, you know, before or after the game. It, it's... Um, but it's, it's it's very good. I mean, it, it's it keeps you um, keeps you very much on your toes, and it's a nightmare to make notes about. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's enjoy that. <laughs> Firstly, I fully respect the free watches. That's awesome. Dom famously watches twice. I now have this mm. new regime of uh, watching and then listening while uh, walking my dog, and uh, and that's okay. very that's very helpful. But the uh, yeah, it really helps watching it another time, definitely, it, especially for the podcast. It really sort of implants it in your mind. Um, yeah. With that being said, where do we start with Dan then? Obviously, he's coaching the game. <clears throat> Is that where we see him first? Yeah, uh, I think the, f- the first time we see him is the, the losers, uh, lose and be losers. That's uh, it, speech. yeah. Um, and my note just says either either shitty coach Um <laughs> But then, what would we expect? Because he's a, a shitty man. <laughs> but what a great, what a great douchebag! He is like the the best at playing a douchebag. Yeah, he's the best dickhead, completely. <laughs> he, yeah, I actually that I know that he's like our oh, antagonist, terrible coach. But there are a couple moments like jumping ahead later where if I was playing in that game, he'd be getting me pumped up. Like the bit where he's like. Uh, Great players make great plays, and uh, who's scared? If you're scared, sit down. Like I love all of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know that his it's meant to be that that's not awesome. But if that was me, I'd be like, <laughs> Dan, I'm terrified, but I'm going to stay on the court, okay? <laughs> I think if if they weren't teenagers and we didn't see him essentially be an abusive father to both his sons, I think yeah, you might be right. Um, <laughs> But there's an undertone <laughs> to it that, that's a little uncomfortable. It certainly is. <laughs> Dom, what's your take? He's he's displaying his uh, true colours of, of that overbearing parent slash coach. Like, absolutely, there is no option other than winning. Um, and if you're not winning, you're dead. That's 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 it. There's no no other <laughs> other way about it with with Dan. Uh, and he's been quite consistent with that throughout other than, you know, the most recent episodes where we're starting to see um, that he's not always the bad guy. He's always made out to be the villain, but it's not always his fault. It's always because someone has painted him that way. Um, but when it comes to basketball, he is definitely always the villain. And he's again, he's trying to be that pushy live my life through my son or sons and try and win this championship because he he also had a point to prove didn't he he wanted to prove that he was better than whitey and that he mm. would you know bring victory <clears throat> to this team and and complete the um season with absolutely no losses that 100 percent record um and you know we'll discuss it as we go further down the episode but you know that's not meant to be is it yeah totally i mean i mean I got to just uh, lower the tone slightly because uh, I really love Dan's coaching jacket, the Ravens jacket that he's wearing. Like I know that Whitey has that as well, but I need that jacket. So I'm putting <laughs> it out here to all listeners. If there's anybody that can do 
what's the word for sewing? Seam embroidering. <laughs> Even one of those. If there's anyone that can do any of that stuff and is able to create some sort of jacket like this, not only will I pay you, of <clears> course, <throat> but I don't know what else I can do to help. But I will do these things. I will send you food through Deliveroo if you're in the UK, <laughs> through other means if you're abroad. But I need a jacket like this. Can we make it happen? If I, if if we can, guys, respectively and individually, would you want one of these jackets? And if so, would you wear it in public? Yes, 100%. There we go. That's one. Dom? Agreed. I would definitely wear it. Okay, are we thinking in navy? I think he had it in like, almost like a royal blue. I think a royal had. royal blue. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, I think if there's an option for royal blue, maybe one in black for home and away colours. Yeah, um, I mean I'd, I'd have one of each. So yeah, <laughs> if someone can get on that, agreed, agreed. Someone, please, uh, for the love of God, I, we need these jackets. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to get in touch with the the online store, see if they can make it. Who? Oh, what? Well, um, Teespring. So you mean yeah. our online store? Yeah. yeah. I, well, do you know, okay. So I've mentioned this on the podcast way at the beginning. So I was looking. Uh, our first episode was released in August. In about July, I found the the make the 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 people that made the Ravens jerseys. The actual, uh, what am I calling them? Company, production company that made these jerseys, Cisco Athletic. I contacted them, went through a whole, you know, matrix of people and found someone that would custom, that custom made me out of the actual fabric that the Ravens jerseys were made out of. It's called Dazzle Cloth, if you're interesting, that, that shiny white cloth, okay? These are actual replicas, and I managed to... The guy wouldn't do it. I talked him into it. I basically <laughs> begged him. I was like, he was like the head of sales for, like, America. <laughs> I was like, please, you don't understand. I need them. And uh, I, and he did it. So after about four emails of him telling me no, I was like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I need these jerseys. <laughs> this and is he, happening, sir. <laughs> he made me... His name's Wayne. Shout out to you, Wayne. He made me four, um, like, because I didn't know what size. Do I go with... I, I probably fit a traditional large, Alex, but what if it comes up tight? I'm going to have yeah, to get an XL. Just, yeah, you can't risk yeah. it, right? No, you're right. <laughs> but also... Uh, it's a whole story. So anyway, I ordered four. They sent them in the post um, in July. They got lost in customs because the the address slip fell off. So they were in lost and found um, up in like Liverpool somewhere. I called every day for about three <coughs> weeks. I called USPS in America. I got a two hundred pound phone bill calling them to find <laughs> out where this was. Uh, it's serious. I'm not even joking. And then <laughs> eventually. Ahead, located it in a warehouse you know in the north of england i'm begging them please do not send it back send it to me i got shout out to you again wayne i got wayne to write to them to say he'd send it to me send it to me every day every day every day the next day i call them yeah we just send it back to america okay (laughs) for the love of so I'm like, okay, well, how long would it take before it gets... I, I call, you know, speak to Wayne. Hey, Wayne, you know, it's coming back <laughs> to you, my friend. Uh, when it comes there, can you ship it back to me again? I'll pay the ship. Yeah, okay, great. 
you know how long it's going to take to get back there? Three months. It's taking it well, three months. Back to America. Just to get back because they put it on a crate on like a boat. I don't know what. Um, and I was like, please take it off the crate. Just take it off and give it back. No. So it's it's been about almost eight months since I ordered it and I still haven't got it yet. And they're still on their way back to America. That's ridiculous. This is pure lunacy. <clears throat> I had a, uh, a similar but much less traumatic experience uh, <laughs> with uh, One Tree Hill Season 2 on DVD um, before it came out here, obviously. Um, so I bought the Region what, the region 2, Region 1, Region 1, region one yeah. DVD. Um, and uh, just I got it on Amazon thinking this is early days of, of buying stuff online. So I just bought it because I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's great. And... I got a, one of those tickets through the through the door saying you need to come and pick up your parcel. It's at the Thornton office. I was like, great, that's uh, that's really exciting. A little bit <laughs> annoying, but yeah, it's worth it. I got there. I had to pay nineteen pounds to get it out of um, out of out of the Thornton office. It only cost me about twenty two quid all in. So <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, that, was, that was double the price, but way worth it because all those people I wasn't talking to uh, about the show. I was ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a crap postal service story that isn't One Tree Hill related. Do we do we want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, we'll take I it. Do. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> I, I ordered something to, on, we'll on December the third. Uh I ordered a hoodie for, for my girlfriend for Christmas. Uh, the company said it takes like a couple of weeks to put it together and then we ship it out and you get it. And I was like, okay, fine, I've you know, I think I've done this early enough, that's fine. And I still haven't received it. I've emailed the company twice and I've said, <sighs> what's what's that? It says, you know, you'll, you make it, you kind of custom make them and then you send them out. I haven't heard anything, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, it takes us three weeks to make it. And then we send it out. So I was thinking, okay, I was never going to receive it for Christmas, but fine, I'll get it after Christmas. It's now January the whatever, um, the 12th, and I haven't received it. So I emailed them the other day and I said, where's my parcel it's really really annoying uh and what i didn't realize is that they're in poland and they make it and then they ship it out and they said oh yeah we've dispatched it but we're finding it really difficult to get anything across the border because of brexit (sighs) so now i have no idea what's going to happen this hoodie will probably turn up in july or something like that which (laughs) won't be needed but yeah same boat It's not even a uh, a COVID related thing. It's a Brexit thing. Apparently, oh, there's no. so many things. <laughs> all of Just... all of the things. <laughs> So many things standing in our way to be yeah. happy. <laughs> I just want, just want this hoodie. It's not even for me. Uh, yeah, no. just want to be a little bit warmer than you are right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. The worst thing there is, is that your girlfriend, you, you've had to say, "Oh yeah, your Christmas present's on its way. It's coming. It's just delayed." And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's delayed, is it? Of course, that one is it." And you're like, "No." Ordered it from Poland, but Brexit, you don't understand. Yeah, they've made you look like a terrible boyfriend. I know. Exactly. Well, what's even worse is the other day I, I said to her, I'm really pissed off. Your hoodie still hasn't arrived. And she didn't know it was a hoodie. So I'm, not, I'm like, now I've told you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what dickhead. Yeah, I mean, that's on you. Yeah, that is absolutely on me. You should know that spoilers are a bad thing, don't you? <laughs> they so are. <laughs> 100%. Well, okay, taking it back to uh, Dan. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I derailed it into jackets. Again, though, if anyone's listening that can make jackets, let's, <laughs> we need free and, and we need multiple sizes, just like this, my previous <laughs> example. We want it. We don't want it. 
there's nothing worse is there than you you see something online you want it that's the thing that's the thing i want you get it in what your normal size is and it's either it's mainly it's too tight on me it's too tight because i like things baggy and it's like ah ruined you go to order another one you go to exchange it it's sold out god yeah (laughs) order two order two yeah always and that's what's wrong with the world, greed. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of greed, Dan's got. Where, yeah, there he is. Okay. Nice segue, you like that. Talk to me about Dan. Dom, tell me more. Where's Dan go next? He's in uh, Haley. He speaks to Haley. Mentions he, a tattoo. We, we bounce around a couple of times, but yeah, he, he speaks to Haley. And this is the one bit of the episode I didn't get. Um, because he says something along the lines of, oh, if you're going to manipulate him, do this, that, and the other, and then aim, he gets aim up. Aim and... higher, I think he says. I th- I didn't know if that was like a uh, a little jab as in like she's manipulating him through it, through his groin or an aim higher towards his brain. Was that what that meant? I, I'm, I'm really, really not sure. It's, no the, it's the only segment that really threw me and I really didn't understand. So it was, we're bouncing <clears> around. We see him with Deb. He says to Deb, oh, crying over the, the you know, the divorce papers, are you? Or, yes. You know, it's only been a day. And she's like, oh, I'm crying because I'm, you know, having second thoughts. And then he goes all in and basically explains why she should not have second thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and then we then we bounce to the Haley scene and I'm like... I, the hell's going on i don't i don't even get it why why would they be sitting together and that's what confused me the most why would they be sitting together discussing anything um and yeah i don't know that that's the bit for me where i I don't know when that is i don't know whether that's before the the rain scene or whether it's before he speaks to deb or i know it's before the i assume it's before the game um but yeah i I don't know where that is and I, i i assume it's in there just to make him, just to remind us if we need it that he's a dick. Yeah. Like, you know, he, you know, that, 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 without you know giving it away, one of my favourite lines of the the episode is in this scene where it's you know it, because it just epitomises the the awful man that he, <laughs> that he is because you got to remember she's like seventeen. This is a thirty six year old man talking to a seventeen year old. Uh, and he's and if you put it you know if you look at it that way it's like oh god and he's looking looking at a lower back do you know what i mean he's uh, he's checking yeah. out that tattoo he's a he's very sexual area there. yeah wait, yeah. wait <laughs> what what what's the line what's the line alex you can tell us oh the uh nice tattoo really classy mm-hmm. yeah uh no nice tattoo by the way very classy and uh you know it's it, we all know that it's not a classy tattoo, so it's uh, <laughs> just just being a, being a dick. Well, we've, yes. dis- we've kind of discussed Dan before and his taste in kind of women and what he expects from from women, or, or you know, <clears throat> we, we've kind of said before that he seems to be this needs that traditional feel of um, kind of homely housewife kind of expectation where they're just kind of like the perfect woman he'll come home and dinner will be ready and they'll always be at home and, and that sort of thing. And he, he's very, it seems that he's very sort of old fashioned, even for the time of when this came out. So even for 2003, that's just such an old fashioned view. Um, and then obviously people like Hayley, Peyton Brooke, so on and so on and so on are all displaying, you know, new and independent and strong 
female characters, particularly Haley, who's like, I'm absolutely not going to sleep with you and have sex with you <laughs> because yeah. that's not what I want to do right now. I want to, you know, hold on to that and make it a special magical moment. I don't want it just to be a one-off thing as we discovered from the last episode. And it wasn't until after they were sitting down at the bench, <laughs> but uh, we then got to the basketball game and Nathan turns to Lucas and says, Hey, have you seen Haley? And it's not until later that I realised the only reason he's concerned is because of what he's getting after the game. (laughs) (laughs) But but wait, but wait, but wait. Are you saying that to imply that, I mean, we're jumping off here, but you're saying Mm -hmm. that you're thinking that because he's going to have sex after the game, because I, I was thinking that, you know, on repeat viewing, it's because he's getting married after the game. Well, yeah, on right. on the next one, on my first viewing, it was okay. We have no idea where she is, and I, I assumed <laughs> that um, Dan had said something so nasty to her, made her feel so bad that she doesn't go to the game. And then later on, you see it with Keith. It's kind of like that's why I was a bit not disappointed in that scene, but just surprised by it because it's not really ever really like explained or expanded upon. Well, it's it's kind of like um, on your first viewing on imagining you thinking that Nathan's like, yeah, Lucas, I uh, I sent Haley to that store that you said that you went with Brooke. We saw my mum once. We got the whipped cream and the big bolted pack of condoms. Like I sent her there. That's, that's what you do. And then back to the apartment with the fireplace and the but the. Uh, I think that hang on, wait to, to take it back a second, a second, a second. I think the the thing that happened, the scene between Dan and Haley, I think that happened at the high school. So I'm guessing that's happened just before the game, and maybe that's when I don't know. I think that maybe that's why she was late because yeah. we see her walking in and keeps already there. Maybe that's yeah, yeah, exactly. And then to jump back further um, to the scene between Dan and Deb when. Uh, the scene that you spoke about where, you know, second thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. So Dan then reveals that he actually was going to leave Deb to go back to Karen. And then, uh, in fact, Deb then told him that she was pregnant with Nathan and then he decided to sort of do right in hyphenated brackets by <laughs> Deb. Um, this is a massive reveal. Huge, um, huge, yeah. I mean, Alex, what did what did you think of this as a if you can remember as a first time viewer, and then what do you think of it now? So obviously, first time viewer, I had no idea who any of these people were. So I, I was trying to figure out um, oh, right, course, who, who this yeah. man was. I, you know, it, it took me a while. Um, it wasn't until the scene, the, the scene that I remember watching um, that first time was when Nathan and Lucas go and see Whitey, mm-hmm. um, and he he calls them the Scott brothers or, or, or something like that. And <laughs> I remember thinking, shit, they're brothers. That, <laughs> that was like 20 minutes into the episode. I was like, oh, what the hell's going on? Um, so yeah, it was, um, I think finding out that Dan, because you, you never, you know, you, we've only seen Dan be just awful to, to Lucas and, and Karen. So to, to find out that he, you know, to remember, I guess, that he did actually have feelings for her. And, you know, as a, what is he, like 19, 20 or whatever, when it all happened, 18 even. Um, so, you know, he was still a very young man trying to understand his his feelings and, and, and having two women pregnant, having one woman pregnant, you know, pretty insane at that age, but having two women pregnant at the same time and having to make a, a decision. I don't imagine he was always as horrible as he is now. Like, we know he was, you know, a bit of an idiot because of the, 
um, you know, how he was. But I think it's easy to forget that he was just a, you know, just a boy. And I've always thought, well, he obviously chose Deb because she had rich parents. But I thought you was going to say something else there. Oh, yeah. And she's got lovely brassiers. (laughs) We know that. I don't think we've seen Karen's. um, So I assume... (laughs) And I think it's right to assume that she uh, she wears off-white ones. They're just a bit horrid. <laughs> never a matching <laughs> set. A bit old. Never, yeah, never, never a matching yeah. set. That's the problem. A bit old, a bit tatty. Oh, too big. Yeah, it doesn't fit properly. <laughs> you know, I think it's safe to assume that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that one of those bits you're going to cut out? No, definitely <laughs> no, not. not. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is we hardly cut anything out now, but in the first couple of episodes, there was a few things that we cut out that I've got on a blooper reel and I'm getting more and more confident or comfortable to be able to put that out at some point. I, I was going to say, um, I was going to say before we started, but I, I guess it's, it's appropriate. I can, you know, you can tell the more comfortable you've both got over time um, with, you know, how much of your, real uh, personality can come out um and i think that that's all part of what makes it so comfortable is you know when you you'll make a joke one of you will make a joke that you didn't expect to make and the other one didn't expect you to be comfortable enough to make that joke and <laughs> you can tell that it's a really genuine reaction from both of you and that yeah that that, that really helps with you know when you're listening, you know, because I, I listen to this when I drive to work and when I drive to work, it's either, you know, five or six in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. So it's, you know, a very quiet time. And I'm literally just sometimes just sitting, chuckling, driving on the motorway, <laughs> chuckling away with these two strangers. Wow. Not, <laughs> thank you not, very much. Not, yeah, thank you. And not, not strangers <laughs> anymore. That, that is, this is the beautiful thing about it is that, um, you know, that, to me that this is this is hanging out with friends i actually i had a whole thing on the last episode um i don't know if you haven't got to the end of it you might not have heard it yet but talking about how uh cutting people out um that weren't the the vibes weren't meshing and it's like everyone meet that we've met through this is it feels like such a good vibe and such good energy and it's like if covid wasn't a thing you know, or I hope in the future at some point we can meet in person and go for a beer and we can talk about, we can get, we can be boozy together and donk <laughs> and we can uh, discuss this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and we not... can wear our matching jackets. Oh, as yes. Well. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's... And we can obviously all, all have soul patches as well. Oh, and let them <laughs> waft in the wind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll shave my beard just to have a soul patch with you guys. Okay, yes. excellent. Let's make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love, I love all of that. Um, what <laughs> I I had to screenshot Dom earlier because someone uh someone sent a message in and uh it was just on the subject of being comfortable and I was like, oh yeah, I really did maybe get a little bit comfortable earlier and someone wrote in and was just like, yeah, so about the burger nipples and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh people out there know the shape of my nipples that's a whole different that's a whole different you know sense of exposure right there (laughs) good times so anyway dan um (laughs) that don what did you make of this as like a you know a, a revelation that 
he wanted to be with Karen. Uh, it was pure, like, shock and amazement. I had no idea that was coming. I thought he'd, I thought he'd turn up and say, oh, are you crying over that? And she went, no, I'm, I'm having second thoughts. And, he, and then he'd just be nasty. I knew he'd be nasty, but it became... Uh, <laughs> It became just like, actually, I never wanted you. It wasn't until you told me you were pregnant um, that I thought I, I better do the right thing by the child. And all I've ever wanted to do is, is provide for Nathan and make sure you two are comfortable and that he's, you know, able to survive and live and be happy and whatever. Um, uh, but he just doesn't, he just comes across as such a an ass in that he just, he will just say, I always wanted to be with Karen. I that I left behind someone that I truly loved, and um, uh, and you can't, you were a mistake, but I stuck around for that. And that's just like, wow. Uh, I mean, the fact that she then ended up burning shit after that was was like, yeah, she should have just burnt him, just set him alight, fuck it, because that that was just super harsh and uh, like a bit unnecessary. Just like sign the paperwork, okay, thanks very much. Let's move on. Let's let's keep this all amicable but he he just can't do that he's always got to throw that extra dagger in hasn't he and he's always going to have the last word and he he absolutely proved that at the end of this episode <laughs> with <laughs> with with his fantastic line at the end <laughs> well, uh, just yeah great great uh great analysis i mean just to just to come back to like what you were saying alex that's also really true i kind of forget the fact that yeah he was 18 with two pregnant women that is insanity and like i mean not many people could um you know reconcile that at any age in adulthood let alone you know a, a teenager <laughs> and i think um i mean i've said it many times on this podcast as a personal i consider myself a late bloomer myself like as in i don't think i was really comfortable with being able to really handle my emotions properly and understand myself until I was probably about 30, really. I'm 33 now. Um, so it hasn't been that long, guys. <laughs> but the, but the, uh, <laughs> we're kind of, we're a bit slow, men. I mean, I don't, I, I think, um, with this 100%. stuff. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah. And, and I think we're also led to believe that Dan was maybe a little bit like how Nathan was at the beginning of season one. Like maybe that's sort of the parrot. That's how he was sort of rolling, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Okay. So where else do we get Dan then? Um, we get Dan obviously at the game. Um, the, the one of my favorite Dan bits is, uh, the guy that, um, that knocks into, uh, Lucas's shoulder um, there's a part like in in it where he he like dunks or does something or says something, and Dan's like, "Shut up, you little shit." He doesn't say little shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, says yeah. something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, just completely forgetting that these are children. That he's, to, <laughs> that he, he's just like, yeah, I'm a, a middle aged man, and I'm I'm sledging these children because I want my children to win. It's just, it's just outstanding. He's, he's perfectly written. And Paul, Paul Johansson is, is just the, the perfect person to play that part because it, he, he does, when required, he, he garners that sort of sympathy that you feel guilty for forgiving him. Mm. Um, you know, like at the end, you know, he looks helpless and pathetic and you do sort of think, oh man, I don't really want this, this guy to die. 
or you know to whatever so um yeah i mean and in the same episode he's he's being this arsehole <laughs> to, to these children <clears throat> well, the hard thing is alex is he looks just like my dad so it's like i'm seeing yeah. him and then i look <laughs> yeah. at my dad and i'm like dad stop okay <laughs> i've got a bad shoulder okay i was in an accident you were there mm. you saved me <laughs> my own fantasies uh where yeah. are, where else do we see dom dom where else do we see Hi. dan dom <laughs> um well we have the moment um in the changing room so partway through the game so we know that he's he's jumped to seeing deb he's jumped to the the moment with Haley. i don't know if he has any he has the jump with lucas obviously so lucas comes to see him in the office yeah, um, let's do that and bit. he's and he's there kind of writing in his in his in his book and he's writing stuff down and i think uh, just on the dan swearing at kids thing i think he's in this <laughs> weird strange little world where he's not like a teacher <laughs> so he's representing the school but he he's not yeah. actually a teacher works for him so if he wants to call a kid a prick he'd probably get away with it so um, i mean yeah. that, that's okay <laughs> calling kids pricks is fine everyone um and yeah i, I mean I, I used to play un, like under eights to under 16 football and parents do do that you know, some parents do <laughs> do take it way too seriously yeah if you're quicker than their son they'll you know i've seen parents you know come onto the pitch and kind of nudge kids out of the way you know, so, uh yeah i mean maybe he's maybe he's just you know the the, the best of all of us maybe <laughs> yeah yeah he gets to do it my my mum used to uh where when we used to play like under 11s football or whatever my mum would come and uh she got banned from the games like from <laughs> from us from from me and like my dad because if someone got like the ball off of me she would boo and boo until like we would get the, get the ball back <laughs> and then like i was really i was not good at football so there was like i would be very i was a defender and i was very late on challenges like even as a kid and i'd be like sliding through kids and my mum would be like yeah <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the best you know so i get it i mean that's real positive support i, I, I commend your mum for that. that's that's right and now that i'm parenting also i'm i'm sure i'll be on there booing kids and stuff as well so yeah i think the more aggressive you are as a parent towards other children it's okay it's just you not your own and yeah. that's where dan goes wrong that's it. If anything, it shows how much you love your child. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just hope to be doing it in a Ravens jacket, Alex. To be honest, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. for. just screaming. At I the mean, that, that that will make it even because everyone around you will go, "Oh, okay, no, it's okay. He's wearing the jacket. <laughs> he, can, he can pretty much do what he wants." It's that's Dan right. Scott, season one, episode twenty-two. The fanatic you didn't see it. Okay, well. <laughs> so you don't recognise the jacket? Who even are you? Says, says, says coach, dickhead. <laughs> no one, I know. No one. I'm, I'm the coach here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, okay. so Lucas, Lucas appears at the office <laughs> and says, um, he, "He comes to say." kind of sorry for um just assuming dan wanted nothing to do with him so he says I, i've only recently found out that uh, you wanted to be part of my life you wanted to have custody and uh you know I, I i kind of i'm here to acknowledge that which he does and he says i also never said thank you for what you did when i had the accident um so he, he's kind of there apologizing yet saying thank you for basically saving his life and making the decision in the hospital 
Um, and that was the first, that episode was the first glimmer, wasn't it, of Dan kind of showing that he has this compassionate side uh, to him and he does care about Lucas. And then we've had glimmers of that all the way through with like when he pulls out the clipping from his little memory box and stuff like that. And then there's other bits that crop up as we go through. And th- this is one bit where I thought this is going to be a reflective moment for Dan. He's going to pause. He's going to look up. He's going to, y- y- you know, but he'll only do that when Lucas is gone. He can't show any weakness. And that's his, that's probably his biggest fatal flaw as a character. So we all talk about um, characters lying and lying is is the fatal flaw. What you got to do is just tell the truth, tell that one bit of truth and it will, all the problems go away. And But with Dan, it's his fatal flaw is, is, um, kind of showing his true feelings and what he can't do is is show any sort of weakness so he goes he basically says go and run 21 laps and that's it i I don't want you know i don't want to have this conversation anymore i'm not even going to look at you and then he kind of has that reflective moment and it's like oh (laughs) yeah i mean all all, every time you watch it every time i've watched it i just want him to have a cuddle yeah. I just wanted to go. No, 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 no. Like, don't worry about it. You're my son. You know, of course, I'm going to save your life. You know, let's let's have a hug. And yeah. Maybe we'll try and be try and be friends and stuff. Um, you know, but it doesn't happen because no. because of who he is. Like you say, he's a liar. He can't let people see that <clears throat> that he's got any weakness at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even even with Nathan, you know, I I, I, I struggle to remember a, you know any sort of tender moment with them that isn't veiled with basketball or you know you've got to leave that girl because she's not good enough for, good enough for you or, or whatever so mm. um yeah it's uh it's a, a flaw like you say definitely mm. he he can't show any vulnerability or weakness it's like it's his but then when we met royal his uh his dad it was that was a great episode that was one of your favorites wasn't it Don? because it showed yeah, where it where it's come from um yeah it's great Great writing, great stuff. Um, but what what are your what are your thoughts, Simon? Because you know, obviously, you ask about mine all the time. So, Dan <laughs> Dan sitting in his beautiful jacket, he's you know writing out his plays. He's taking control of the basketball team. You know, Whitey might be out for longer than expected, and Lucas comes in and says all of this. What what are you thinking on your first watch, if you remember, and then kind of what are your thoughts on it now? It's it's hard to remember on a first watch. Um, on the first watch, I was probably thinking, "Ah, oh, Chad's had a haircut. His hair <laughs> looks really good. Soul <laughs> patch is gone. I wonder if I could have a haircut. Do you know? Uh, I I can say it. I say it proudly. There, uh, when I was first watching this, I uh, I took picture a picture of Chad Michael Murray to my hairdressers and was like, "This, please, I want this. <laughs> I did. I did it. I did it. I got no. I got no embarrassment." People know the shape of my nipples, guys. We can get this all out. <laughs> um, that's honestly probably what I was thinking the first time. Uh, but watching it this time, yeah, it's it's sad. You do, like Alex said, you do just want him. You just want Dan to be like, it's okay, and give him a hug, or even just any acknowledgement of, you know, uh, understanding or acceptance, but. I know Dan can't do that because I think he feels rejected by Karen and hated and he's built up this persona and this facade and, you know, all of the things we've already discussed. So it's, uh, yeah, it's difficult to watch. I mean, on this, these viewings, it's very different because we know the future. Well, Alex and I know the future. So it's, 
it, it does paint it differently. It colors it differently to quote the last episode. So um, yeah, you'll so, see, Dom. So when we jump to the next, so let's let's jump a few. So we've bounced around like we always bloody do, but um, let's go to <laughs> an, the next scene um, that we're going to talk about, which is the we're in the halftime of the basketball game and we're in the changing room. And he's giving yeah. them all a, a verbal bashing because there's only five ahead and there should be 50 ahead and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he goes to the, the doctor and says, kind of, duck, what's the prognosis? And the doctor's like, well, <laughs> he definitely shouldn't play. We need to get him x-rayed, blah, 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 blah. Nathan's overhearing this. As a, as a first-time watcher, I'm thinking, is the compassion side going to come out? Is he then going to go, okay, you're dropped. I'm going to put someone else in. Because he's already, he said in the last episode, Tim was benched, but Tim's been playing the whole game. You know, I was surprised to see that happening. Point Um, guard, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the feelings around around this scene in particular, like really bothered me because he's just competitive drive and energy made him then lie to someone and Mm. potentially put their future at risk uh, of being able to play and being able to move their arm. So, I, I don't I don't really I don't really get how I feel about him by this point in the episode. It, it, he's so it's so hot and cold how you feel about Dan. He's that you, you love to hate him, but now I'm in that oh, you, you really are a bit of a tosser, aren't you? Just by this <laughs> just by this one scene. Um, yeah. Your thoughts, please. What do you think, well, so, Alex? Well, when so obviously he convinces you know basically makes Lucas play on knowing that. You know, like you say, he may never, might not might lose motion in his arm, <laughs> and then, and you know, remembering that this is his son, when Lucas is like, "Yeah, no, I'll play. Don't worry about it." He's like, "Good man," not "That's my boy," or mm. you know, "Thanks, son." You know, you're you're credit to yourself. <laughs> Nothing, you know, just good man, and then off they go. And it's just it's just really impersonal. It's just very like, especially I think that's after the the the, the apology. Um, as well so mm. Lucas has very much kind of opened himself up and um, extended that olive branch and yeah good man go you know basketball don't worry about it basketball 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 <laughs> I, I, I am as Dom knows I am incredibly competitive so there's part of me that was just like well he's one of your best players <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Put him in, but it's uh, no, it's terrible. Like the way that he manipulates him and says back to the doctor, "Well, the kid says he wants to play." Um, yeah, it's awful. The the doctor for uh, for a moment, I was like, "Oh, he's he's gonna be my choice for background performer," <laughs> but no, no, he had he had a few few lines there. So yeah, chewing the scenery, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we then move to the next scene of in the game can we go to that bit now yeah so we're, we're in the game and uh you know uh, and whatever happens happens so nathan has the ball they've made the decision not to follow dan's play he gives the ball to lucas lucas throws and i, I i'm gonna say it i i was expecting him to miss based on his injury i was expecting him to miss i was not at any point expecting the, the ball to go in i thought oh, this is this is where it's going to come to the end because dan will become too powerful this you know with great power comes great responsibility so um to, to, to quote spider-man so if if as as um program writers and screenwriters and stuff like that if we give dan too much power now 
he's just gonna own Tree Hill. That's it. The show's over. The show might as well just be called Dan Scott. <laughs> so I, I kind of had that feeling that it wouldn't work. But then when we go back into the changing room, he's he's blaming the the kids for absolutely everything, and he says, "You didn't follow my play. You didn't do that." And yeah, fine, quite rightly did that. But they would have followed his play if he'd made the right decision and not put Lucas back in the game. Do we not think? Mm. Mm. So really, yeah. he, he is to blame. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that's true. And then if they'd followed his play, he would have got a tie. They would have gone to overtime, and then maybe they would would have won in overtime. So that's true. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with you. But that, that's not go too far into Lucas yet because we're not on him yet. But the but that's that's true. I mean, to, after that and after the game, Dan is laying in to. Nathan, uh, Lucas is feeling incredibly guilty. He makes Nathan take his jersey off. And I'm thinking, can I have it? I've been waiting almost a year. (laughs) 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 Just throwing it on the floor. Yeah. Do you have have any idea? The £200 phone bill, Nathan. Um, (laughs) There's there's actually one moment in the game that I really liked where um, Dan says to Lucas, you haven't got your name on your jersey. Well, you, haven't got, oh, yeah. you haven't got a name on your jersey. And he goes, yeah, I have, and just points at the Ravens bit, which yeah. I thought was really good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Lucas Ravens. Uh, I I like the <laughs> one of my favourite lines uh, was from Dan, where he says, well, he says something like, Tim, get security. Tell them I beat my son to death or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's because... Uh, he, Nathan says at least uh, at least Lucas made the shot um mm. kind of referring to to Dan sitting sitting down was it yeah um so kind of saying the, game. the better yeah. man than you yeah um which you know it, it obviously touched the nerve um <laughs> that, that that Dan has well to move forward a little bit so Keith comes to see Dan after the game Keith always goes to see Whitey after the game and uh, this is also the time where Keith is telling Dan that he's going to leave Tree Hill. And this was kind of a sad moment because Keith's saying, you know, it's time to go. Dan's saying, oh, so what did you do with the ring? Because if you're leaving, that means you proposed to Karen. That means she said no. And Keith's saying, well, I'm driving it. It's a, a land cruiser, an 89 land cruiser, was it? Something like that. Yeah. And Dan says, what, Dom? I could have got you a better deal. Well, I'll take that as your goodbye. And then Dan <laughs> says, Keith, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Alex, what did you think of that? I mean, it's it's just, it just sums him up, doesn't it? You know, everything that we've seen for the last 22 episodes of him, just every side of him, where... You know, his his brother's there, and he's he's calling him out, saying, "Okay, well, he must have must have proposed. You know, what did you do with the ring?" So, you know, asserting his, you know, I know everything on the conversation, and then you know, doesn't doesn't even say good luck, you know, goodbye, ta-ta, nothing, just you know, that's, <laughs> that's that, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it just shows that he's, he he can't you know show that vulnerability you can't let Keith know that <clears throat> you know you're you're a good big brother up until you know two things time or whatever it is mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know you're you know 
I wish we were better, you know, better friends, better brothers, or you know, none of that. You know, I which <clears throat> if he'd have just said good luck, you know, maybe uh maybe he wouldn't have drilled his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was all he needed. He was yeah. like, well, fuck you, Dan. I've yeah. got other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Dom, <did>. what did you <laughs> Yes. Well, Dom, what did you uh what did you make of this? Was you expecting there to be an emotional payoff from Dan or did you always see it going this way? I th- I thought he might have said something a little bit more brotherly, like, Well, you know, I suppose you can always come back or, you know, fine. Like if you need anything, that sort of shit, you know, nothing too heartwarming, but kind of just letting him know that, you know, he's there if needed. Um, But yeah, it didn't happen. So it's it's not really a a surprise with Dan other than I I think he's the sort of person that does this, says these things and then like, or doesn't say these things and, Later on, you know, seemingly twenty years down the line, he regrets it. So <laughs> it just seems like, yeah, he's the sort of character that, again, he doesn't want to show his true feelings, does he? He doesn't want to. He he's not going to lay down his cards and let you see his hand because um, that's not what ruthless salesmen do, is it? They don't want to show you everything. They want to turn around and go, look at all the wonderful shininess that you can have, and I'm going to lie through my teeth and tell you this is a great deal. And actually, I'm. I'm ripping you yeah. off, um, and that's the the kind of salesman he is, and he doesn't want to, yeah, showing his hand would be detrimental to him, or uh, kind of how he feels about it anyway. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we move forward, and uh, this is the reveal, my God, where he walks through the door, there's a fire on, Deb's under a blanket of some <laughs> sort. It looks like it's like a suede, something furry. I don't know, something from the Flintstones. Who knows? I thought Dead it was just a rug. Room. I thought there was a rug on the floor and they were just on a rug. I'll tell it you was what... a really furry rug, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there, there was, who knows? Well, only Keith and Dan knows about the furriness of that rug. Moving on. So the, the... <laughs> oh dear, that might come out. That might come out of the episode. No, that... That, that, that felt good. I like that. Okay. Well... I enjoyed it. Keep it in. <laughs> so, uh, if we keep referring back to it later, he'll have to keep it in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you talked about Deb's rug? <laughs> Piers and Brazier's. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there's a Dom. Uh, Alex and I obviously knew where this was heading. When when you saw Deb in that position and you saw there's going to be a reveal of somebody there. Did you see it coming, Dom? Uh, (laughs) So I sent one of the videos I sent you was of Keith and Deb having their little chat. And I, I sort of talked over it, but was saying something's going to happen here. feels like they're getting a bit too comfortable with each other. Um, But I don't know what's, what's going to happen. I, I think they're going to end up, you know, hooking up, I think is the phrase I use, but like sleep together. Mm. And then uh, at the end of that, I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get caught. I don't know what's going to happen. Will they get caught? Maybe not. Maybe it should be a weird secret between them. And it'd be awkward if in the future, Dan and Deb somehow get together and then at family events, it's just going to be a little bit weird between them. 
Uh, and then when it got to Dan walking through the, the hallway of the house, I paused it and I was like, oh, my God, this this looks like this looks like the house. This doesn't look like the beach house. It looks like the house um, where Deb and Keith are. Is he going to walk around the corner and see what's going on? I have no idea. I'm too scared to play it. I'm going to play it anyway. <laughs> play it. And I was just like, he's going to smash up the house if he finds them. And part of me really thought, oh, maybe he'll get there. And they've like tidied up. So they've sort of, you know, they've cleaned up whatever yeah. happened and they're moving on. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't to be. They were all cozy by the fire, weren't they? You know, there was a definite lack of clothing. I made a, in the little video, I think if you put it out on Instagram, I did make a comment about how low Cardeb's top was. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. I mean, well, the, I, I purposely didn't watch, I watched the first two videos and I was like, I can't watch <clears> these until we've recorded the podcast because I don't want to, I don't want to be spoiled from your reaction myself. So that is going to be a new rule I impose on myself. That any videos you send, I'm not going to watch till after the it podcast like everybody else. But the uh, that's so... What I mean, there's so many questions here. So, okay, they got down to business. Um, but then were they sleeping? Was this cuddling? Was this awake cuddling? Is that show a different level of intimacy? Cuddling is different from coitus. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so are you analyzed. suggesting? are you suggesting that they they didn't sleep together, they were just cuddling. Oh, no, 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 no. Get their clothes off and cuddled. No, because we all do that, right? I enjoy cuddling, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I, but I'm thinking there, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying this is a post-coitus cuddle, but I'm saying right. it could have been a post-coitus cigarette and brandy, you know, but it was <laughs> but it seems like it wasn't it seems like it was a post coitus let's have a little cuddle under a fur rug and uh you know by the fire i'm going to charlestown in the morning you know we'll just chalk it up to that but i thought they were asleep i, I thought they were yeah they were cuddling but i thought i thought they they just just shagged to sleep like they, just, <laughs> like, they you know like i don't even know if they did clean up they just they just stayed on the, the hairy rug and and that was it oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i thought that they would because it looks like she's just woken up it does um, it looks like yeah, she's so... in a in a daze she's you know thinking yeah. in, her, in her head she's comparing notes between brothers you know it's mm. a whole it's a whole thing yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Dom, we haven't done this yet. I mean, well, okay, let's get to the final bit with Dan, because then we can uh, then we can do your prediction. Because I forget we do we do predictions. So, um, the final part really is uh, Keith has followed Dan to the beach house, and uh, they have a confrontation in which Dan says. That's the last thing you ever say to me. Uh, you don't exist anymore. And then he punches through a car window because he is that guy. He is the man. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I'm like, fuck yeah, Dan. You're the man. Love that. I, I couldn't punch through a paper bag, let alone a car window. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, a real impressive um, feat of strength. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever, you know, 
hit a car window, they're built to not smack. <laughs> <laughs> and and he just goes through. And obviously that's really dangerous. You know, he, he didn't wrap his hand in a towel before he did it. He just full on went to do it. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you know, they're, they're the, I, I assume it was a stunt window because otherwise that's just putting uh, the actor in jeopardy. But do you know, this is a slight tangent, but do you know on the very first Terminator, it was, uh, it was actually like an independent movie and they didn't have much of a budget. And there's a scene in there where they told Arnold, there's a car over there, you've got to smash through the window and, you know, do whatever. And um, it was just a random car. And it wasn't like a stunt car or anything. And he went and like smashed it. And then they just like paid it off afterwards. But they did, they just did it because it was on a budget. And they just talked him into it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and he definitely could because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Dom, what did you make of this? I mean, also, sorry, just to say, another thought. Sorry, Dom. But he did that because he didn't want to punch his brother in the face. That's real restraint right there. Mm. Dom, that, go. What did you make of this? That's exactly what I was. I was thinking. Yeah, he he's got the option of smacking his brother, and I think Keith would probably just take it and go. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, I've tried to hit you, but I was too drunk and I missed. And I think <laughs> I, th- I think I would probably deserve getting a bit of a smack right now. I just what I wanted to let you know that this isn't a thing. This this just happened, um, and then him just being like that pure rage state. Uh, I probably would have punched Keith's window out. Rather than my own <laughs> yeah. car, I'm not going to put myself out here. I'm going to be smashing up yeah. your new car. <laughs> Deal with that before you go to Charleston. Yeah, in yeah. Enjoy your chilly drive, mate. <laughs> your 1989 Land Cruiser. Yeah, <laughs> just bought that. Yeah. <laughs> so his his windows are probably slightly less reinforced, but uh, uh, yeah, I, that that I think. He definitely showed a lot of restraint. I think he probably would have been justified for it to to punch Keith. I mean, I'm not saying violence is justified in any way, um, Never. but um, yeah, I think I think it would have been allowed. Oh, great yeah. acting, Paul Johansson was awesome in that scene. Loved yeah, really it. red knuckles afterwards as well, didn't he? In the in the scene afterwards, his knuckles were like buggered. So good. And then the final, final, final scene for Dan is that he's sitting in a beach house. He spins his wedding ring like it's like the end of Inception. Love that. <laughs> um, which brings us back to your uh, your bit in Inception, Dom. My, uh, my story at the, the end of it, when I, I first went to see Inception, when it first came out, I was sitting in the cinema watching it. And the cinema was absolutely heaving. It was packed. And I was sitting right at the front. So, you know, when you're in the seats where you have to, like, what, look at it at an angle to, to watch yeah. it. So I'm breaking my neck watching it. And I, I think I was, um, at, you know, just in this. I was right, literally right at the front watching it. And it gets to the end where, have you seen it? I, see it. I have, yeah. So the, the like, dreidel or the, the, the spinner is yeah. just spinning and spinning and spinning. And it just goes dark. And then the guy sitting next to me just goes, your mum! <laughs> Just like, super, like just <laughs> randomly, and just his his reaction to it was, "Your mum." He he mom. was very upset by the ending of the film and just screamed, "Your mum!" Really loud, which I then found <laughs> hilarious. I can't remember any of the rest of the film because that is all I remember, oh, which is fantastic. Brilliant. It makes. I mean, me is laugh. that a positive or a negative? Uh, I think he thought it was a negative. Like he oh, shouted okay. out as a negative. I found it very positive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
it's just like imagining there must like he's saying it your mum to a cinema screen so it must be like the, like a drive-through screen something that's bigger that's the mother of that screen like, to insult it or something IMAX <laughs> yeah it's exactly. fantastic it's great timing as well because it just goes dark and then it's just like a pause of silence and then your mum <laughs> amazing what a guy. I love that I love that so the final bit with Dan, as we were saying, he's spinning the uh, the wedding ring p- perfectly, like at the end of Inception, and uh, and there he goes. He gets a tight chest. He falls to the ground. It looks very realistic. I mean, not that thankfully, not that I've ever seen anyone have a heart attack, but it looked what I would assume to be quite realistic. It was well acted. Deb comes in, and. Uh, Dan mutters uh, a final line of the episode, Dom, which is what? Uh, hold on, let me just make sure I get the wording right. <laughs> you better hope I die. <laughs> I mean, what a legacy. <laughs> what, a, what a great line. I mean, what do you make of this, Alex? I mean, it's, it's just because he, he was looking at the divorce papers, wasn't he? So he was kind of, um, was it brought on by that? Was it brought on by it? you know his, his brother Rail and his wife what, what you know what was it that <laughs> that really did it um and I think yeah it was it was just perfectly um it wasn't too over the top it wasn't you know it was just a perfect amount of heart attack on it and then Deb coming in and not really knowing what to what what to do and you know you, you better hope I die and then she's like yeah kind of do um <laughs> I, I guess but then who knows where where it's going to go me. So that's Dan's. <laughs> you, 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 me, probably yeah. like ninety nine percent of our listeners. Yeah, I'm really nervous about well, how to how to talk about this thing because I can't remember what happens uh, exactly and, and when. So I'm. Uh... Well, because well, one well, a slight <clears throat> spoiler I will give you, Dom. It's not really a spoiler, but but in season two we pick up directly from this scene. So okay. that, that's why Alex is saying that it's like it's hard to remember which bits happened, you know, it bleeds over and whatever. I, it is um, the kind of perfect cliffhanger, isn't it? So I would have, you know, it's nice that it does pick up from there. So that's fine. I, I'm not sure that is a spoiler. I think that's that's fine because those kind of cliffhangers in this sort of TV show does tend to pick up where we left off. Um, You'd so that, be upset cool. if it didn't, wouldn't you? You'd want it to pick up from there. I mean, it, but... <laughs> what would be really funny is just um this episode one of season two is just they're just at, at his grave <laughs> okay by the way he that's it yeah, just, yeah oh yeah he's dead we're moving on <laughs> I, I i always wonder when when that happens like even across episodes because you know some episodes, like episodes are directed by different people you know different directors on each episode if a scene is shared between two episodes does one director do the entire scene or do they kind of pick mm. up where where the other one left off i, I don't know because <clears throat> it, it happens in Game of Thrones a lot, um, and obviously they're massive, mm. um, and each director tends to have like a different style and, and stuff. So I, I, I'm sure someone knows the answer to that question. It's probably a very simple answer. It's a great question to throw out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. How's, how is it put together? Maybe we can ask Paul Johansson because we will eventually get him on the show. Yeah. That's first question. That's the goal. Is to, is to get him on. So we will say, Alex, <laughs> ask this question. <clears throat> the most important question we've got to ask. Bang. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that, Dom, that 
we don't quite know yet, but Paul Johansson actually did direct a few episodes of One Tree Hill mm. a bit later on in the show, oh, nice. uh, like quite a few, I think, maybe like eight or yeah, so or something so. like that. I might be I might be making that up, but it was a good number. Um, so he would probably know from both perspectives. I know that from being a massive fan of Lost, as you can probably see behind yes. me here somewhere, <laughs> Alex, uh, that they had um, a show bible, and I think all shows have like the show bible, which is like the parameters and yes. the rules of whether a supernatural things can happen or whether you know certain you know dream sequences can happen and things like that. So I imagine that they're probably confined by whatever those rules are. But it is a really interesting question as to. I guess it maybe depends on the continuity as well, because sometimes I imagine that they would have just filmed the scene in its entirety so that all, you know, the hair looks the same and everything. And then it goes over until the next episode, uh, you know, the next scene in the next episode then goes into what's been newly filmed, if that yeah. makes sense. I'm just guessing. <clears throat> well, I that's no how idea. I'd assume it was. But then that director would have the credit on the, the next episode. Mm. which may which may yeah. may happen i don't, I don't know <clears throat> That's, yeah it's definitely a great sort of topic for conversation as well like lead on onto how they put it all together and um and the the different directors that shows and all shows seem to get per episode so i, I watch a lot of star trek and i've watched pretty much all star trek um which i think is fairly well documented <laughs> on our podcast now um <laughs> but every episode appears to be directed by someone different and that must be quite difficult for the actors to then turn around and go, okay, we've got another one who's yeah. telling us to do something slightly different and okay, fine. But yeah, hopefully they've, like you said, they've got like a show Bible and it's, you know, we stick to that. We know what our character's like. We can kind of model through. They just got to tell us where to stand and how they want us to deliver something rather than, yeah, you know, any, any major <clears throat> specific. And I think a lot of um, first time directors get their, you know, cut their teeth on these shows. So for an actor, that must be, mm. especially if it's an actor that is in the show and comes, you know, behind the camera, and all of a sudden they're they're sort of running the show, and you've got to think, well, you know, <laughs> telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah, completely. And I guess the difference there with from television to movies is that in TV they have the showrunner, don't they? That's the consistency. So. I guess um, Mark Schwann would be like the consistent uh, overseer. And even though the directors are changing, that like him and the producers are keeping it consistent. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if you heard our bonus episode. I think it was the third yeah. one, maybe. We talked all about the Mark Schwann stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. I mean, it does <laughs> dampen the, sh the show, unfortunately. Um, I mean... Not to put you on the spot, Alex, but I mean, how 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 do you see all of that stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I didn't know about it, so I found out when because I think you mentioned a couple of episodes before. Um, oh yeah, we're going to do the Mark Schwann one. You know, that's going to be awkward. And I was like, why? He was just like a lovely man. And then <clears throat> then I went <laughs> then I went and read up about it, and I was like, not so lovely. Um, yeah, it's just just an absolute abuse of of power, isn't it? And just clearly just couldn't help himself um to the point where people were just scared to to mention it until what five years after it had all finished you know the whole show was done so um <clears throat> yeah i mean it was it was just it, it, it doesn't taint the show so much just because obviously it's you know i've, I've enjoyed it for however many years but obviously it's his voice isn't it 
you know, so a lot of what mm. we, you know, everything we're seeing has, has come from him and his his mind. Um, <clears throat> so whenever there's a scene of one of the the ladies in a predicament <laughs> or in a, in a situation, you you know, part of me sort of thinking oh you're a disgusting man you know could this have been done differently did did you write this this way because you're a monster or you know <clears throat> um but you know it's um i don't i don't want to just say well what's done is done you know it's it's but it's uh, it's just a horrible thing you know that, that he, it's not an isolated incident you know i'm sure mm. um there's lots of other stories from lots of other shows about lots of horrible men doing horrible men things um <clears throat> which they completely justify to themselves as they're doing it or you know even after the fact you know when they're being called out about it um and you know um yeah <laughs> well we yeah, yeah it's a it's a it, yeah well you you put it well it's a very difficult thing to answer and comment on but i i think that like the to the credit of the cast and the crew and you know everybody else that you know is not him or wasn't you know party of of what of that activity it's like you don't want to take away from the brilliance that they have put in in their work that's that's created this you know show that that we love um and dom is becoming to love and learning (laughs) to love um but the it yeah it but it is it's hard to think that some of you know some of you know a lot of these people are under this pressure and this, <clears throat> these horrible circumstances. I mean, Dom, what uh, from knowing this stuff relatively early on, like has it played into you, into you, you watching the show? Like, has it been something that's been in the back of your mind, or have you been able to sort of compartmentalize it away? Um, you know, because you also you were able to hear about it. I mean, the same way as Alex, I guess, but you're able to hear about it after the cast have come out and have said and, you know, shown the unity uh, to each other. I mean, yeah, what what are your thoughts now? Um, that's a, a really good question, and it's difficult to to take it out of your mind when you know. So once it's in there, it's, you know, it's always relevant. And I suppose there are scenes and there are episodes where I look at it and think, would this have happened differently under other circumstances would i feel differently or think differently about this episode um not knowing that information i'm not sure Uh, so it's difficult to it's always in there it's always kind of like at the the back of my mind like you said um i never start an episode with it at like the forefront of of my thinking or i think you know mark schwann is just a horrendous human being that's um <clears throat> made people feel very uncomfortable and feel like their livelihood will be taken away from them if they don't you know do what he says and, and the pressure that he puts them under um but knowing that they've rallied together and um the things you've told me that Sophia Bush is very vocal about it and does a lot around that now or you know has done a lot around it since it happened um and she would have obviously been that support network, I suppose, for the others to then come out season because it was production team and crew that was were saying stuff as well, saying that they were uncomfortable. So yeah. it's not just the on-screen, um, you, you know, cast and crew that are are suffering. It's it's the you know the behind the camera people as well. So um, it it still doesn't take away from the you know the entertainment of the show. And I I don't think I've really seen anything that's 
too risky within it that makes me think it could have been avoided or could have been taken out, you know, or, you know, is unnecessary. So I think there's probably enough to say that, you know, when Mark Schwann, which we discussed before, is in L.A. and is is far away and, um, you know, keeping away from them and they're quite happy getting on with it, that the decisions being made are being made by those, you know, directors that are coming in and going, actually, let's try this with the scene rather than it all being his decision. There's a um, <clears throat> there's a scene because uh, obviously I've I've watched ahead a little bit and I won't spoil anything. But there's a scene um, around episode six or so of series two where a character um, takes their top off uh, and felt <laughs> you know up until I knew the information um, was just a bit you know it was what it was. But knowing it afterwards, I was a bit like oh that feels really unnecessary. And f- from what this person has said, um, that's exactly the type of thing that he <clears throat> was making happen, you know, just for his own kind of weird enjoyment uh, of it. So yeah, it was, um, there's a few moments. It's not, you know, it's not there all the time. You know, you're not watching it going, oh, monster, monster, monster. Um, but, you know, you, occasionally you think, oh, yeah, maybe that's a that's a, a, a schwarnism, shall we call it? I don't know. I yeah. don't know if you want to put a label on it. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Because I think it's good for us to maybe try and keep tabs on these things, like exactly like what you just said. If it feels like it's not natural and wouldn't have, you know, fitted in otherwise. Um, what's interesting and a slight spoiler, I don't know if I mentioned this to you already, Don, but he actually makes an appearance. He has a couple cameos <clears throat> in the show. All oh, right. Yeah, as a substitute, character substitute teacher or something like that <laughs> I, I won't say but okay. something uh but he's only in like a few scenes here or there but um obviously we'll point him out and then we can uh we'll just ridicule him for whatever he's wearing Absolutely. whatever he's doing just to you just know you know some of you scam back his way <laughs> yeah, yeah helping exactly. our, our own little way one thing i will if, say is i think um uh, you know alex kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when he said that we're his voice similar age same gender so on and so on and it's it's very different to have three male opinions that all kind of are very very similar and saying the same sort of thing and beating the drama support for you know the performers and and the actors and and how horribly they were treated and um i think that's a good thing and kind of we need to pinpoint that a little bit more because i think that's really important you know the three of us all saying the same thing and we're we all absolutely agree that his actions are horrendous and needs to be punished. And he, from what Simon has told me, that he, he's gone and looked up kind of what he's doing now, if he's doing anything. And he's just, it's almost as if he's been removed from history, yeah. which, you know, good. Absolutely. And if if there was ever a podcast to insult him, it's our podcast. <laughs> when he comes up, if there's ever a podcast to put him on blast, it's us. It's we'll find us. out about the shape of his nipples and we'll let the world Absolutely. know. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds that sounds that doesn't sound right. But <laughs> you you get the context anyway. So so Dom, the important question here is about your prediction for Dan. Where do you think it's going to go? after this so i think um we're gonna get ambulances and we're gonna get taken into hospital and so on and so on and so on 
and he's going to receive the best care possible because he's you know loaded he's got good health insurance he's he's on that scale he's a business owner um i also think that he i'm not sure if he fully signed the paperwork did he fully sign it Mm, i I don't know i'm not sure he fully signed it so technically (laughs) not divorced but even if the paperwork's not filed so even if he signed it and it's not filed they're not divorced so i think deb is going to feel this horrendous overwhelming sense of guilt um and will not file the paperwork and it won't be until he comes out of hospital that he realizes they're still married it'll be like a Rachel and Ross kind of scenario where <laughs> he doesn't know they're still married and <laughs> they are. Uh, and I, I, I kind of like strange part of me really thinks that him and Karen's connection, like, cause do you remember like eight, like weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I was saying that Karen still has this feeling for Dan. And that was based on her hugging him and saying, thank you for saving Lucas's life and stuff like that. I think there's, there was still like a little spark there and we know his true feelings from, you know, before Nathan was born or before he even found out about Nathan. So I think, I don't know whether she's going to say to Lucas, oh, this has happened to Dan. You know, I'm going to do my best to support Deb, but actually ends up supporting him. I'm not sure. That's that's where I'm going with that. Mm, interesting. Not quite you divorced know yet. Getting back with Karen. There you go. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I just thought when you were just saying that? Was that actually... Lucas was the first choice son for Dan. Like, actually, Nathan was the second choice. I've never thought of it like that before. Mm. Not that there should ever be any second, first and second choices, but in his mind, he actually chose to go back to Karen. Well, actually, that's not true because he stuck with Deb because she was pregnant. Yeah, and didn't, so and didn't did tell choose. her the real reason until just now. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> It's an onion. It's layered. Okay, well, <laughs> so Alex, you chose Dan. So Dom, who's your choice for for who's next? Should we? Because we've already touched on them, like throughout. Should we? Should we finish off uh, Deb slash Keith? I mean, they that's get finish you each other off really, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> we assume. Are you saying assume. you? <laughs> Let's hope it was mutual. <laughs> I mean. We know Keith is kind, but come on, Keith, you got to get something at some point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> but I mean, so you're, what you're saying is you want to peel back the fur rug and you want to delve underneath and get to the bottom of this? Uh, sure. Let's let's just sign them off, shall we? I think that's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, where? Who first? Do we go with Keith? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Okay. The only bit, the only bit we've missed with Keith really is him and Karen's conversations, right? Which, Pretty much. Yeah, I think that 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 was a moment of flashback as well, where Karen looks at Keith over at the in the at the game, mm-hmm. and we and we flash back to a moment between them in in his house. Are we back in his house? I think it's his. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he's still packing, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Takes him forever to pack nothing. <laughs> <laughs> his 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 a uh, he's accumulated a lot over the years. Yeah. I imagine I imagine Keith to have like a whole box of like neon like bar signs, you know, like beer 
flashing signs that he has on a lot of walls. I imagine he has loads. And some of those, like, you know, them singing fish that as you walk past, they start Definitely singing. Definitely got a couple of them. I imagine he has a yeah, lot. Of... He's yeah. 100% got a couple of them. <laughs> and, and just a big, he's, he's got a toolbox just full of rusty old wrenches and um, Phillips mm-hmm. head screwdrivers and, and all sorts. He, he's a man prepared and he never throws anything away. Exactly. And, yeah. and he's got a fridge full of frosties <laughs> at every every moment yeah. we were discussing the fact that he he has beers at work <clears throat> like what a legend yeah. it's a different time isn't it you just can't get away with that anymore you just can't drink a mechanic anymore and that's sad he 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 <laughs> that is sad i mean he 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 drinks in the high school yeah just he drinks in white yeah. office just just wandering through with a, a canister of a canister or a uh, well, like a flask, flask, flask full of whiskey, flask. and uh, yeah, just in his back pocket, offering it out to Roaming teenagers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a different time, like I say. Double, double <laughs> denim <laughs> all uh, day with a double yeah. denim. Tim, Tim's on clip, clip on tie. <laughs> what <a> guy? <laughs> I reckon he uh, puts drawing pins into the uh, the heels of his shoes so they make that clicky sound when he walks. <laughs> he's he's, he's that type sense. of character. We've all done it. He just stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, he just kept that going. Well, so Alex, what do you make of it then? So he has the conversation with Karen and he's basically saying that, you know, he always he always loved her. Um, it's a kind of heartbreaking, really. It, it, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a sad scene and it's, 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 it feels like just a bit of closure for him where, it's, you know, did you ever love me? And... Uh, it, 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 I, I can't remember exactly. Does she does she give a, an exact answer to that, or does she kind of go round about? Oh, I've always loved you, but not in that way. Or I can't remember exactly. She kind of <clears> just fobs <throat> him off. Yeah, she doesn't really give him any answer. She's just like, oh, but Keith, why do we have to do this? Yeah. And it's like, well, because he's telling you how. Yeah, he feels. because I'm I'm madly in love with you. I've been for eighteen years, and it and it literally kills me to to look at you. Um, and you know, it's mm. uh, yeah, it's it's, it's re- you know. You said earlier he's a bit of a wet blanket, and and he is. Um, but in this scene, he's he's kind of putting himself out there, and and it, it feels like yeah, he's certainly for now, he's he's going to move on and 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 be done with her. Um, and I think that that's absolutely the right thing for him because there's, if you're going to chase someone that doesn't love you like that, then you you're just punching underwater, and that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> except for the free child care you know yeah like i don't i don't love you but look after mm. my son i trust you to do yeah. that now give by the way you know i didn't <laughs> yeah give him somewhere to live feed him <laughs> you know <laughs> he, he's not gonna eat a lot it's not like he's a teenage no. boy uh you know. <laughs> a, a teenage athlete he's probably got to take probably got yeah. to take on three thousand calories a day just to burn him just going through eggs like nobody's business. <laughs> I'm not made of eggs, Karen. <laughs> I assume she'll she'd be providing some sort of financial support to him. They didn't talk. They, I guess, they talked about that off camera. Um, some sort of egg mm, allowance, yeah. Egg and chicken allowance for sure. There's got to be. <laughs> if if this was if if this was 2021, Lucas would definitely be vegan. 100. <laughs> it's a yeah. fact. Oh, certainly. He'll be having those Huel protein drinks, wouldn't he? 
Mm. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just supplements or whatever. That's what he'll be having, <laughs> beefing up. What What did you make of all of, all of this, Dom? Uh, there's some really like important lines in there, isn't there, from Keith to Karen? I'm kind of not a lot back from Karen, other than the I, you know, if I didn't if I didn't trust you with Lucas, he wouldn't be going, and that kind of sets Keith at ease, which annoyed me a little bit because I think don't be at ease with this at all. Don't just suddenly start accepting the fact that you are now, you know, in the good books and that she's always you know trusted you and so on and so forth because she. You know, fair enough, you did something that was really wrong, but um, it was an accident and she made you feel like shit for it for ages. What Was it really wrong? We discussed this. He was under the limit. Okay, it was a whole thing. Yeah. It was wrong for him to have a beer, but technically he was under the limit. He wasn't He wasn't boozy that night. It's a, it's a grey area. Yeah, I, I don't hold <laughs> Keith responsible for that at all. And I, I found Karen to be somewhat unreasonable during that, that whole... Um, episode or a couple of episodes um especially how she just you know dan was uh, uh like i think keith even mentioned it you know dan or lucas does um dan one does one good thing and he's a hero and keith does one bad thing and he's a villain and i think she just completely disregarded anything that had ever happened um and i, I yes you know we'd all rather it didn't happen but that was really unnecessary the way she was just unloading on him for however long and only now you know is and trusting him to to have him which is exactly what bothers me about his acceptance in this episode Mm. don't don't just accept it just be like you you put me through hell for weeks and i felt like crap and then i laid everything out on the line Uh, i literally offered you my heart Uh, i wanted to marry you i've always wanted to marry you you turned me down um and now i've got a kind of deal with that in my own way and I still love you and I've asked you if you love me and you said you know you kind of you've made it clear that it was never in that way so you, you know what what's the point there's just no point in this so I've got to get out of it I've got to get away from it and, I've got know, to get under a rug in front of a fire exactly Karen yeah moving on to your best mate yeah. <laughs> it's your half sister your half sister. <laughs> I was going to go with a theory that uh, Keith is actually a virgin. He's just been waiting the whole, this whole time for Karen, Amazing. and uh, had to wait for the rejection, and then moved on to uh, uh, Deb. <clears throat> to be fair, <laughs> so he there is, technically lost his virginity to Deb. There's no but... evidence to the contrary. That's I mean, true. Thank you very much. We, we can we can make go. that canon right here right now. Let's do that. We... <laughs> <laughs> That's this very is, much. This is now true. in One Tree Hill. Yeah. Fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it to my notes. <laughs> I'm just gonna change this to Deb and Keith have sex to Deb takes Keith's virginity. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's what happened. Thank you, well, Alex. <laughs> well, Alex, let's get your let's get your comment on something. So I mean I don't know if you've ever listened well, you've listened to Tree Hill Talk. I don't know if you ever listened to the River Court cast. Have you ever heard uh, of that podcast? No, I, I I've heard of it. I've never never listened to it. So it's a, another One Tree Hill podcast that was, you know, years before ours, um, but is with our good friend uh, Lex, who's from uh, Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, uh, and she hosted that with Ryan, and that is uh, like Tree Hill Talk, an amazing podcast, really great, and I really recommend people listening to all three of the podcasts. We like to refer to ourselves as the Trinity yeah. Ravens, like you said, the sort of male perspective. 
You've got Tree Hill Talk, which was the uh, sort of, you know, female perspective and is brilliant. And then you've got River Court Cast, which was male and female perspective. Uh, and then any other One Tree Hill podcast just isn't worth listening to. Shot just absolutely not. Ben. <laughs> <clears throat> I completely agree. <laughs> Should be deleted from iTunes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 No, come, come out, yeah, I think, bro. I've, come I've, out. I think that's here. perfectly fair. And as, as a uh, an impartial party in all of this, um, I, I completely agree. Yeah, uh, thank you, Alex. We appreciate <laughs> that. But um, but Lex, so on their podcast, Lex and Ryan, they had a running bet, uh, but they didn't get to the full end of the se- of uh, the show. They got to I think halfway through season three, and their bet was so. It'd be interesting to see what your your uh, which side of the coin you go on. <clears throat> Was that? Do you think Brooke at any point slept with Tim? Oh, no, 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 I, I, no, he's, I mean, he's just Tim, and he has, he has a six pack though. We've seen it, but he probably draws it on to define it more. I would yeah. if I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. on. Um they'd see through it. <laughs> uh, no, I think it would be like having sex with a puppy. I don't think it would I don't think <laughs> anyone would um I, you know, we shouldn't have sex with animals. But the mindset of a puppy is he, he's not emotionally developed to be ready for a sexual relationship. That's fair. <laughs> Do you think Tim's potentially a virgin? hundred percent. Tim and Keith are in the same club. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they were both trying to get with Deb, so it all makes sense. Yeah. They meet up on Thursday nights and talk about their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is none of us think that uh, that Brooke slept with Tim. So there's that, it's only <clears throat> Ryan that thinks that that's a thing. So we're all in uh, agreement there. Um, okay, so wait, where are we? Um so that all happens with Karen. Um, it's kind of just left as as it is. And then uh, Keith goes to see Dan. We spoke about that. Keith goes to see Deb and they have the, the initial conversation. And there's some really important lines in there. Uh, one of the ones that sticks out was uh, Deb says, why are we so broken? And Keith says, well, we... Uh, we chose to love people, but the people that we loved didn't choose to love us back. And it's like, wow, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she's still married to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. And that one is his brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, question, because we don't see, who do we think made the first move? Oh, and what did the move look like, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be Keith. Go. Oh, does that mean I have to be Deb? Of course. Okay. And uh, Alex, if you could be the fire. <laughs> there we go. That's, That's it. A it's a shame move. people That's, can't it's see. It's so this. bad that people can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think happened? Are we talking like a little a little fingertip on the, on the fire, or we are we thinking just leaning for a kiss? Let me pour you a drink. 
the fire's on. I'd love to be naked in front of it under a rug. What, <laughs> what do we think? It's a, it's a help me, help me burn some of his stuff then, because you did offer and you're here to do that. So throw some of Dan's stuff on the fire. It's quite cathartic. Makes you feel good. Uh, so he's going to have a little go at that. Uh, and then as she's, you know, grabbing her glass of wine, she accidentally brushes his legs. Oh, sorry, Keith. Sorry. Uh, and at the apology is where we really, you know, go full hand up the leg routine and go, wow. sorry for accidentally touching you. And he's so, going to be like, okay. well, you're still touching me. Is is are you saying are you suggesting that her hand because people didn't see you made a motion like the hand went up towards the groin groin we like uh, to say the word groin on this podcast so <laughs> it's not gone went to, up the, it's just gone up to like top of the thigh that's okay, groin, isn't but he? we, he's leaning down he's 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 like he's like scooched down isn't he he's oh, like, okay. um, in his le in his Levi's he's yeah. definitely wearing Levi's five oh ones they're nice and you know nice and tight for Deb. <laughs> <laughs> okay and so what now what's keith saying uh i reckon keith's not saying anything i reckon he just gives a little little sideways head like okay i've seen this in magazines yeah i've never done this before <laughs> <laughs> tim said this is how this would happen <laughs> god bless those thursday nights <laughs> <laughs> okay and then okay so, so let's just jump ahead a little bit it's happening things are happening things are things are happening that keith's read about in textbooks yeah and are we are we thinking that deb had the night of her life or are we thinking this is a wham bam thank you man situation i'm thinking uh keith had the night of his life deb was still comparing who which is the best scott Wow, I mean they they were both asleep. We we established, <laughs> so I assume they both got theirs. Yeah, that <laughs> looks like it. It does look like it. Much to Keith's surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's like trying to distract himself in his own mind to make the experience last longer, and he's yeah. like trying to count the tools in his in his toolbox. Is <laughs> like Philip's head. Flathead, like <laughs> that spanner. weird star one. <laughs> think, yeah. think of the fish. Wrench, think of the fish. Wrench, wrench. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, listeners. I mean, I'm not sorry. Actually, you all knew what you're in for. Yeah. This is, <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. Do you know? Somebody said at some point it was like. By doing the podcast, you're kind of inserting yourself some way <laughs> into the atmosphere. So I'd like to think maybe we could have some form of authority. I, I say out with Mark Schwann. It's been, it's been erased from history. Yeah. Okay. That's a vacant position. I think everyone would be happy. Let's agree. We will take that position and we will now be the narrators of the canon of the One Tree Hill universe moving forward. Just filling All those in favor, please say aye. Aye. I done. I mean, like like Alex said, if if there's nothing, you know, proving to the contrary of what we, what we say, then then surely it must be true. That's well, how the world you know, works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I don't know if if uh, I don't know if you know this either, Alex, uh, and I haven't looked into this into too much detail. But you know that there is another TV show 
that lives in the world and the universe of One Tree Hill that is not One Tree Hill? No. Yeah, I What's haven't that? seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's only had one or two seasons. It's called something I don't know. I'll Google it in a minute. One Tree but Hill, I the was... new class. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't know how it's connected, but I was going to suggest, I was going to wait till like the ninth season and be like, Dom, you think we're done? There's two more seasons (laughs) of something else. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something out there and I haven't watched it. So I thought I wouldn't watch it either. And then me and Dom could be watching it together in real time. Um, I'll I'll Google it. But um, okay, what else? That's kind of it for Keith, is it? Is there anything else we've missed? What other than the massive life changing moment of him losing his virginity? Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. So Dan comes in, catches him. I mean, we kind of covered that part. I mean, what what's your prediction for Keith going forward, Dom? Um, I think that's it. He's just gonna kind of wave goodbye to everything. Be he'll be in his car, packed up with everything, finally. Uh, And he's he's already seen driving off of lucas anyway so that's that's it they're they're driving to their their new home um i actually don't think i th- I think we need a season of keith being this teacher at least a season so i think the whole of season two he's going to be this teacher and then miraculously some job will open up at uh tree hill high and he'll get a job there somehow mm. and and he'll be asked to to come back and work there um and he'll be like hey lucas guess where i'm going i'm going back to tree hill so you can either come with me or stay here and he'll be like yeah, yeah i'll come with you so i don't know how lucas's schooling is going to work i assume he's moving to a high school there and he's going to play for a different basketball team that's that's what i'm thinking that's my sort of prediction for him as well i suppose mm, interesting <laughs> very interesting uh looking looking online i can't remember it's one of these two shows i can't remember which one i'm i'm sure listeners please let me know i will google it later when i have proper when i have more time it's either um parenthood or switched at birth it's one of those two i'm pretty sure and they exist within the same universe as one tree hill so there must be something some sort of crossover or something Never heard of either of those. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm I exciting though. <laughs> yeah. I'm really yeah. excited. So, <laughs> I will find out more and I will I will put it out there on, on, on our social medias and stuff. Um Okay, so who's next? Uh should we should we cover off Deb? I think we've covered all of her almost. Um, she's we? pretty much done. She comes and she finds Dan on the floor. And I think my, <laughs> I think my <laughs> little prediction of her sort of not being fully divorced from Dan means that I don't know if he if he does die, which I'm finding unlikely. She's they're still not technically divorced, so she's probably entitled to a bigger payout. Just saying. So she's probably got that in mind. Hide those papers. <laughs> um, but I think she's going to try and look after him, and it will probably not work out quite as what she expected. You know, um, it's going to go one of two ways. She'll look after him and try and help him get back to full strength and they'll get close together and she'll remember why she loved him originally or 
it would just be horrendous and it would just be like oh i don't know why i bothered helping you allows karen to move in like swoop in not actually move in okay interesting speaking of karen we can uh knock off karen here as well because i think the only scene <laughs> that she hasn't um <laughs> why was that funny <laughs> <laughs> That's what Keith's always wanted. <laughs> Just go. I'll say it, Alex, it's go. fine. Yeah, you. <laughs> My innocent mind didn't connect those two thoughts. I, I, I get it. I told you I was a late bloomer. <laughs> Just like Keith and Tim. Okay. But the uh so Karen, the the one big scene that I think we haven't touched on with her that um yet is when she has the heart to heart with Lucas. And it basically gets to the um, accumulation of you're going to go to many amazing places in your life. You're going to do many amazing things, but this will always be your home. Oh, I messed it up. There's only one tree hill and it is your home. They name check the title. Now, I can't remember. Has she not said this in an earlier episode or am I just remembering this scene? I think you're just remembering it because when I when I heard her say it, I said, "Oh, she said one tree hill." <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Because yeah. I also was thinking. So we mentioned this on the last episode that there's, uh, and as you would know already, Alex, there's there was always this thing that every season might have been the last season because it, the ratings were like slow to increase, but it always gradually increased over the whole run of the show. Yeah. So I think every at the end of every season, they may leave some cliffhangers in, but they also want to try and tie it up just in case. So I think that that was probably just put in there to be like, get it? That's why it's called One Tree Hill. <laughs> do, do we think? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't remember this from the, the first time I watched it. And I think had I had I remembered this as clearly as I, I don't know whether I would have come back and watched more because that's just a a cringy line I don't like every time I watch it I just think don't say the title <laughs> like, like in in lost I mean I, I can't remember if they exactly do it but do they say oh, we're lost and then all you know do you know what I mean it's it felt just very cringy I didn't like that um it, that line. <laughs> it would be like my mum saying Simon there's only one well and garden city and it's your home. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But other than, it was, it was a nice conversation. Um, mm. But that line just, yeah, just felt very American TV, you know, American TV teen show. <laughs> it was kind of name checking, yeah. I think, but I still, I think Moira Kelly did a good job in that scene. Like I, I really liked it. Like, I guess if, if the show wasn't called One Tree Hill, it still would have, it would have, it wouldn't have had that effect. Do you know what I mean? Like you would have, it would have probably felt more aligned with what she was saying. Yeah. Cause... It probably would have felt better because, you know, there is only one, yeah. whatever. Um, but the fact that it's called One Tree Hill. Um, yeah 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 well what's interesting so i i for christmas i bought dom the uh the box set so there is easy access are you are you um are you watching them on dvd now dom yes i am it's, it's is it a nice experience how's it's, it going it's very good yeah i've actually got a menu <laughs> i can <laughs> pause it when i like and i don't have issues with you know the, the 
the functionality of it all anymore. Um, it's it's all very good, but I, you know, the the warning of you can't look at the cover art has made it difficult. So I have to very carefully remove the sleeves of you know of, the, of each season and and not look at it and kind of do an old sort of Stevie Wonder and pull out a disc and hope it's the right one. That's kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, because on the, the front of the box set, it's actually above my head. I know you can't see it, but it's up here somewhere. Uh, but there is um, there is just a tree on the front of it. And it's, um, spoiler Dom, this tree never features in the show. <laughs> oh, no. So it's like, <laughs> I'd much rather that they had, like, you know, my Chad Michael Murray face mask on than, <laughs> you know, this tree. It would make more sense. Mm. One tree... Not in the show is what it should be called. Exactly. That that exact tree. But I know that there's pictures on the back of the actual box set. So I, I've seen that there's pictures there, but I haven't seen what the pictures are. <laughs> oh, there, there's Chad. There's old Chaddy boy. Would it would it concern you? So I just brought out the Chad Michael Murray face mask. But would it concern you, Alex, if you saw this? Hang on a second. All of the chads. <laughs> <laughs> what just stuck to dolls' faces around you? That would be it. I've, yeah. na- <laughs> I've now brought out four Chad Michael Murray face masks. But this is actually a good reminder to say if you'd like to enter the contest to win these Chad Michael Murray face masks, personally, you know, with a little personal message on for me and Dom, all you have to do is give a five star rating on a podcast platform of your choice and mention. Chad Squint and Soul Patch blended in to the message into the rating, and you'll be in a chance to be randomly selected to win one of these masks and it'd be shipped to you worldwide. <laughs> this applies to you, Alex. You very gracefully uh, gave us a review already. I did. But uh, if you can give us another one, on a <clears throat> <platform>. <laughs> yeah. Shall we, we sign off? Shall we sign off all the adults now? All the grown-ups. Well, does that sign off Karen? That pretty much that signs off Karen. We'll sign off Karen well. The only yeah. adult we, we haven't did... signed off yet is Whitey. Whitey. Let's go to Whitey. Now, Dom is incredibly passionate about Whitey. Dom, your man's in some trouble. He's, I could, you know, sort of saw this was coming or something like this was coming and that his recovery wouldn't, you know, go well. But um, he says that he's... The doctor's a little bit more concerned over the state of his eyes than um, what was originally, you know, thought or was we were led to believe. And Lucas is like, oh, no, OK. Anyway, back to my thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about you, old man. <laughs> he gives him a little hug. It's fine. Uh, Whitey and, and Whitey the, fist, looks... the, the fist bumping is very cool. At his house, the Scott brothers, like Alex said earlier, that's a nice moment. And he and he he foreshadows. Whitey foreshadows Lucas's shot. He says, "Play with your whole hearts and take take your shots." So Lucas made the right decision in taking the shot, but it wasn't his fault that he was weak. Like if he hadn't had the shoulder uh, push earlier, we're assuming that that would have been all net all day, right? All day. All Absolutely. Day. <laughs> and no regrets. That's that's the important part of that line, isn't it? No regrets. Except for Nathan's continuing continual bullying throughout the episode <laughs> of if you can't make the shot, it don't mean shit, yeah. you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's how he says it as well, isn't it? Pretty word yeah, yeah. for word. Yeah, word yeah. For, yeah. Which was quite shocking at the time, but plays quite nicely now. <laughs> <laughs> it matches his father's methods. Yeah. So, yeah, hardball. Well, Alex, so, what are your what... what are your thoughts on Whitey, just in general, and then this episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's the, the the best character, isn't he? He's the 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 one. He gets all the best lines. He's you know he doesn't get too wrapped up in much of the drama, and he just gets to sort of come and go. Um, and yeah, he he he's 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 just and I I, I haven't seen the picture that you sent Dom of um how he dresses outside in real life but i can yeah, imagine yeah. it's just amazing um, <laughs> like i, I will put it on our instagram because that definitely needs to go on there yeah i mean and he's just he's just brilliant like he like i say he gets all all the best lines and the way he talks to um to everyone is just so so consistent um that it, it, it always comes from from the best place even if it's just a you know a hard thing to hear you know you know that he's saying it in the same tone you know and it's uh yeah he's just he's just the best one for sure i'd like to watch yeah. uh, a white origin series 100 percent. Oh, so much let's make that happen so much. with barry corbin as narrator yeah <laughs> like, like yes. how i met your mother yeah. yes <laughs> that would be awesome and then you could see a young dan scott as well that'd be really interesting yeah yeah, yeah. that's actually how they could reboot it a little bit like they did a, i think know, that's how prequel. we could reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> uh how i can reboot it this is mine I, I meant we as a three not we as, <laughs> oh okay not we okay yeah, we yeah the they, we're the three i'm in yeah <laughs> as long as we can podcast it or something we could be the official podcast for it that's all i need right. I, I know i know my limitations <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm very no, lucky I'm, to be I'm, here i'm playing young keith <laughs> absolutely i love that in my in my 30s <laughs> <laughs> so okay so Whitey uh, is in hospital. Yep, the, his eyes getting worse. It's a bit more complicated than we thought. Nice moment with uh, with Lucas. Nice mo- in the hospital. Nice moment with Nathan and Lucas at his house. The fist bump spoke about that. And it's all it's all really nice. I mean, the the cliffhanger with Whitey is that um, the, the the doctor says he gets the results of something isn't it i mean it's it's left like ambiguous as to as to what that means is that right have i misremembered that no that's that's right he's got a, he's got this eye thing um that is is more serious than it than it they thought he was going to be um yeah though i i I, sh- I think he has to have an operation or something like that if i yeah um, so what what what's your prediction dom um i'm really worried that this is you know, I have said a few times that he's going to retire and it's going to be about handing over, you know, the, the reins to, to someone else and it's going to end up being someone like Dan. But I don't know whether... I'm not sure what's going to happen now because they're, they're both out of action. Or at least they're both going to be out of action for a little while. And we know that the guy that um, coaches the junior varsity team, I can't remember his name. McKellen is just shit. So I'm not sure who Garbage, this is, is going to go to. Yeah. Um, so, 
there's 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 potentials here for Whitey to make a recovery and come back. Um, but I actually think this will be <clears> what <throat> retires him off, and then he'll be like the number one fan. He'll be there at every game, and he's kind of gonna he's gonna be that backseat coach, isn't he? He's always gonna be there or be like a scout for them or something like that. Um, I I still have this opinion that Dan is gonna take over the basketball team as the head coach somehow. And maybe he, he decides that he needs to just drop everything in his life. And that's what he wants to focus on because, you know, the the car thing's too stressful and I can let other people manage that. And he can just focus all his attention on basketball, which is what he wants to do, rather than worrying about what his soon-to-be ex-wife maybe is doing and so on <laughs> and so forth. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> nice. So that kind of covers off the 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 adult so to speak I'm, i just very quickly i'm telling you now if whitey dies as a result of this operation i i'm really gonna have to think about whether we continue this or not <laughs> oh god i, I mean that genuinely <laughs> to be fair i've got a massive list of replacements alex right here if you're available on tuesday nights alex then... <laughs> yeah. yeah very available. emily from the first one we did <laughs> excellent so basically anyone but you dom <laughs> fuck you dom fuck you always every week every, every... Week. <laughs> no i love you dom you know you 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 couldn't leave even if whitey even if he died you know that he could come back in dreams like there could be who knows maybe i just need a week off <laughs> just, just need to, just to <laughs> process process <laughs> okay so Alex, who's your choice of the uh, the young adults to go to? Oh, uh, let's do. Um, should we go with Brooke? Let's go with Brooke. Um, what, what did you? Where did Brooke start, Alex? In this one, uh, I I don't remember where she started. I didn't make a note of it unless she the the, the starting point actually is really complicated, isn't it? Because it's all over the place. Well, she yeah. she was like wink. She's winking at Peyton. And while they're cheerleading, yeah. it's like, oh, this is all very familiar because they've only really just sort of rekindled their friendship. Yeah. And their whole storyline is there. What is happening with uh, Nikki? Is is Brooke playing Peyton to get the information of where Jake is to get revenge with Nikki? Or is uh, is it the other way around that, you know, she's playing Nikki? I mean, uh, what what did you think of all of this, Alex? I mean, yeah, it all kind of ties. Um, the like Brooke Payton and um, Nikki all all kind of tied together, um, because it's 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 kind of a, a separate story from from everything. And then they're just at the game looking at looking at each other, um, and you you're kind of not sure throughout whether Brooke is being or who Brooke is being genuine with. You don't know whether she's, you know, who she's, who she's screwing over because you assume she's, you know, screwing over one of them. And she's got motive to, to screw over Peyton, but not really much for Nikki other than they got drunk at the same party. Oh no. And then she stole the, stole the baby. Laugh. Oh, sorry, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and that. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, it was a, it was a nice way to kind of tie off or at least, um, hang the the story for for the end of it with the the old baby story and dom what did you think as a first time viewer did you think brooke was screwing over peyton or what what did you think 
there was a there was a slight glimmer of that because we've had the two previous episodes where I've I've not liked Brooke and I've been a fan of Brooke all the way through except for two episodes you know where she got super drunk and then when she pretended about the pregnancy um yeah. and I I couldn't help but feel like the initial conversation with Nikki or oh, maybe this is maybe she is going to tell her maybe she's trying to find out the information she's going to tell her cuz she does want to get back at Peyton um and then as the episode went on it it got to the wink bit and i thought this doesn't it doesn't sit right it even it's even still doesn't feel right in terms of their relationship and then when it went back to nikki she's like oh she's going to give me the information i'll get it for you and i thought oh this is so harsh i, like, <laughs> I can't believe i'm watching this what's happened to you bro god damn you um and then it became a uh, when she was like, oh, I'll play you for it and play the point, I was thinking, oh, I think this is a double cross because um, the way, something she'd said to, to Peyton beforehand was what well, was a bit like, don't worry, we'll we'll sort this out and we'll, we'll sort it out once and for all. But she wrote it down. The thing that's bothering me the most is that she wrote it down and then burnt it. And then is it when... Okay, I'm going to jump to the end very quickly when we see Nikki driving. Do we see any road signs or anything? I no. didn't see any. So, sorry, Alex. Did you, did you think there was Alex? Did you see a road sign? Yeah, I know, we know where she's where she sent her, right? And we know well, where she. We know where. Well, we she's... know she. We know she said Seattle. Yes. To Peyton, but we don't know what she wrote on the paper. And there, but there wasn't any road signs because I looked. I was looking, thinking. Did they go to the effort of getting a camera crew out by <laughs> Seattle or something or making a Seattle sign? And they didn't. And so I thought, well, I know Dom. He <laughs> wants to see the evidence. <laughs> so yeah. if she wrote down Seattle, why did she feel the need to burn it? The only reason she'd feel the need to burn it is if she wasn't going to show Peyton. and didn't want Peyton to see that she's actually written down Savannah. Is it Savannah? savannah yeah which would make sense because what was so crazy was peyton just walked up straight after nikki had left yeah <laughs> like give it a minute maybe meet somewhere else yeah. be in a library <laughs> like you're not old enough to be in there you shouldn't be drinking the same barman's probably there has been serving you the whole time <laughs> but yeah uh it was very um it was a bit of um living on the edge for Peyton there. Yeah. Still it's like, it, was, it was like in a play, wasn't it, where you're supposed to suspend your disbelief that, you know, this is not all happening on the same stage. And it's like, yeah. Nikki went off one way and then on came Peyton. It was just like, hang on. <laughs> know each other. It's like, like you know sliding doors. Yeah, in the same room for what, 40 minutes there? Like, <laughs> <no>. Yeah. <laughs> she, she called you a scan call last Wednesday, remember, at the house party? Rightly so. Yeah, right, absolutely, so. absolutely. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm still in this, this. I still have this air of doubt that um, Brooke's done the right thing. So to, to me, it's the, it's the right thing not telling Nikki, and playing this game and being on Peyton's side. That would be the right thing. But there's part of me really believes that she's joined like the manipulative club. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure at all. But I, I, I think. Why write it down? Why make that effort to write it down and then burn it if you're not going to say something different? And did she write... Do we assume she wrote down the full address or just the city? Because if she wrote I, down just the city, what does Nikki do when she gets there? 
just like go door to door. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go to the town centre. Yeah, just with, hope. Yeah, with an umbrella saying my, my daughter. Or just go to any open mic. And be like he's got to turn up eventually. <laughs> yeah. He's got an acoustic guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the small own. like cafes around the place that do. <laughs> Interesting. But, so, uh, you, so you don't know. You you'll see when when we get to season two. I really, next week. really, really want to be on Brooke's side always, um, but <laughs> I I don't think I can be. I I think at the moment there's this horrible air of doubt where she's written it down and then she's burnt it, and Peyton had to then come over and go, okay, so how did it go? And she's like, well. She's going to have a long drive to Seattle because it's the other side of the country. Ha, 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 ha. But I've got a, a really suspicious feeling that, that she, that's not happening. So, mm. yeah, that's where I'm going with that. And then Peyton will be to blame, essentially, by Jake. Jake's just being obnoxious, as you like to say. He's in a strip club with his water and a slice of lime <laughs> doing what he does. <laughs> Wait, do we know how old... Nikki is and how old Jake is because if if they've they've got what is she six months old this baby something like that and then the normal human gestation period as we all know is about nine months so that's eight (laughs) that's 18 months so is he under 16 well the thing is uh Alex when you're a skank whore the gestation (laughs) period it differs actually yeah I've heard (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the express lane actually. Um, (laughs) It's it's five months, isn't it? And then (laughs) if that five minutes, just (laughs) but you have to put up with the smell. It's it's a thing. Uh, No, the uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think they're meant to be in the middle of high school, which their high school goes from fourteen to eighteen. So yeah, sixteen minus the night. Yeah, yeah, he. Because He's the opposite of Tim and Keith, I tell you. Yeah. That. Well, I'm just thinking in a, in a custody battle, you know, statutory rape is probably mm. going to be yeah. a, it's a deal breaker, he's, isn't it? He's a he's she definitely could go to prison. a minor, isn't he? Mm. And well, she, she's in college. But are we saying all... that she's only just in college? So she was 17, now 18, going on 19. I don't know the ins and outs. <laughs> Of the law, sorry, <laughs> of the of the, it, it, the, the the laws. It sounded like you did. To be honest, we we, we were hanging on your every word. Yeah. Like, okay, if, here's if, the answers. If it was over here, then I, I feel like he would have a case. But I, I, I don't know. America's a little strange sometimes, isn't it? It sounds like Nikki should be on a list of some sort. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so well, and and Sorry, Dom, do you have a do you have a Nikki prediction? I think she's gonna search around for a bit, but if Brooke has given her the real town location, I think she's gonna find Jake. So, and then and then and, and and Grace by association, who's our who's our friend? Yes, baby Jenny. <laughs> Leave young, Grace alone, Grace. But uh, I, I also, I'm also not sure. I have no idea. It, I mean, it could be that Nikki never ever returns. She's just out there looking for the next like nine seasons, and never finds them, <laughs> and never comes back. But I've wandering got, around Seattle. I mean, if um, 
if Brooke wasn't lying, she'll come back and be like, hey, bitch, you lied. I've, I've knocked on every door in Seattle and he's not there. Hey, as we're at the finale, it, it, I just remembered one of your predictions was that you thought that Jimmy, Jemba Mouse friend Jimmy, might come back at the end of season one, and he's <laughs> he not here. He never did. He Where never is he? Jimmy's just Where gone. Where is he? I'm telling you, he's going to come back in an act of violence and just start <laughs> massacring people. Well, maybe he's gone it's... with Jake. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, well, so who should we go to next? Should we? Can we? Can we, can we knock off Mouth real quick? Sure. We got to see Mouth again, and he <laughs> was commentating so well. At one point, he said, "The birds are up by five. The nerds are down by something or whatever." He said, "But the <laughs> birds and the nerds." I was like, "Mouth Ravenshoops dot com or dot net." If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> is a uh, it's amazing. Whitey listens. Whitey's on there. He's got his laptop out. <clears throat> he definitely got what one of the nurses to help set it all up. Oh, yeah. Why he's not, he's not literate on a computer. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> he types with his index fingers. <laughs> How do you feel about Malf, Alex? I mean, he's great, isn't he? He's um, kind of everyone's friend. Um, even though he... Uh, in this episode, he did the, the slowest countdown from seven ever. It was, it was about two minutes of counting down from seven. Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he's um, he's great. And uh, yeah, he was he he was Minkus in Boy Meets World. Way, yeah, way back when. And and yeah, when and so I saw him in this episode. Obviously, the first time I saw it, and I thought, oh, Minkus. I didn't know he was still still. I don't think I'd thought about him for about five years, and uh, and then yeah, there he was. But yeah, no, he's um he's great. He's just a. a I think he, the, the way he's come from that first episode, he's still pretty much the same character, but he's now kind of finding himself a a, a bit more, a bit more popular and uh, speaking to different people, not Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy who? Jimmy who? <laughs> How did you feel about uh, Malf in this episode, Dom? I thought it was really good. Good commentary. You know, he's always got that entertainment value side of it and he's kind of the narrative relief, isn't he? You, you kind of go to him for a bit of comedy and stuff like that. The only thing that got me is that he had a microphone and then he didn't have a microphone. <laughs> so he'd be there going, rah, 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 doing his chatting and then all of a sudden he's jumping up and then sitting back down and then carrying on the talking and doing his his like webcast but there's no microphone now it's just some, it's just picking up that, his 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 voice and it's it's getting out there <laughs> something that something that Lex and Ryan used to say was that there is no ravenshoops.com and actually the microphone is just a cable that just goes into his pocket to nothing. To nothing. He's just he's just talking to himself there is no audience <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's brilliant and um on our we just released our in- introduction episode um this morning uh to our to like our general podcast platforms uh because we we were delayed a little bit um over the christmas period and uh i listened back to it while i was uh 
horribly in Tesco today. Going to any supermarket during uh, this lockdown period is awful. <laughs> Sorry, Dom. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, though. And um, But I had my headphones on and I listened back. And firstly, it's crazy how far we've come in since August. And definitely, like you were saying, Alex, we are definitely a lot more comfortable um, than we were at the beginning. Um, but uh, the the, uh, the ladies from Tree Hill Talk were saying that um, how lovely he is in real life, Lee Norris, and that um, you know we could probably get him on the podcast. And that makes me super excited. So, Alex, as much as we joke about the Paul Johansson thing, I've been <laughs> in regular contact with him. Yeah, in, I believe uh, you. And... Um, <laughs> I promise. I've I've screenshotted it to Dom. It's a real thing. He actually reposted us on his page, um, okay. which was an insane yeah. on his story. Um, and it is going to happen. We're just trying to work it out. I think he's writing a script at the moment, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but if we could, yeah, if like if we could get him, Lee Norris. Um, obviously, Chad is the white whale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I actually have a. Um, I know the uh, the head cameraman. I'm in uh, email contact with him. I bought a hoodie off of him <laughs> earlier, like late last year. I might try and see if I can get him on one of the Ravens extras. I was talking to him for a while. But well, we want to bring all of these people on. Um, but if we could get Lee Norris on, wouldn't that be great? That would be great, and you can ask him all about Boy Meets World. Yeah, don't ask him anything about One Tree Hill. <laughs> no, no, just get him on and then be like, right, tell us about Topanga. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Topanga was everybody's first crush, yeah. was she not? Yeah. Agreed. You know the episode when uh, when she has to move to Philly and it's in the rain? Oh, it's very sad. It worked out in the end, thankfully. But yeah. <laughs> Boy Meets World. Dom, did you watch Boy Meets World? Uh, I did, yeah, but not. I don't have the memories of it that you do. If that makes sense, I, I, I think you uh, watched it a lot more than I did. I think you probably watched it. Uh, you had um, NTL, like cable. I knew he was going to say NTL. For, for I knew it, <laughs> and I, I didn't. So I, I would get it on Channel Four occasionally, and then you got it, like at your fingertips basically whenever you wanted <laughs> i'm sorry you made me sound like i'm nathan and you're lucas yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so i'll go on alex and i was gonna say you just had everything handed to you and yeah. I, that's what my my dad is dan scott so there you go. Is, yeah, yeah exactly okay so we've that's knock off we've knocked off mouth um prediction for mouth He'll just continue to be doing what he's doing. And we're happy about that. That's good. Yeah, Um, and fuck you, Jimmy, wherever you've gone. (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Right, quick guess. Dom, what do you reckon Jimmy's last name is? Oh, uh, no idea. Smith. It begins with E. E. That's all I'm going to tell you. Erickson. Okay, we'll see. Jimmy (laughs) Erickson. Uh... Okay, who's next? Do we go down Lucas and if we hit Lucas, we basically hit Nathan and Haley and then we've done it, I think. So shall we shall we go there? Do the trio, the main trio? Well, Lucas Oh, just very uh, quickly sh- about Brooke and Peyton. Are we 
covering off the their final scene. We we didn't cover off their final scene. Where they cover it, go for the, it. The, where they we get to the end of the the bar scene and then they're in bed together after like oh, a little yeah. sleepover. No, nothing, you know, untoward. And um, it's not a Keith and Deb sleepover. No not rugs. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no rugs. No. no rugs. This is just. This is a friend sleepover. Yeah. This is this is paternal. Not paternal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paternal works. Maternal. It's like they're they're like sis they're like sisters, yeah. Um, and they're just sitting there, laying there, and she's like, "Oh, today's should be a good day. Let's do something fun, kind of thing." And then there's just the note on the door. Mm. So the assumption that they're together is is there, isn't it? From I'm assuming the note is from Lucas saying goodbye because he's not really told them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was all that I makes sense. Say. Just I just chuck that in there. Yeah, yeah, that was important. That's very important. Um, okay, and so let's go into Lucas. So Lucas, he's uh, he's playing around with Nathan. Uh, they Nathan and Lucas have the conversation about Dan being taking himself off the court in uh, back in the day. So that was important because that sort of plays in. Lucas goes with Nathan to uh, Whitey's house. Lucas has a conversation with Karen. We spoke about that. Lucas misses the shot. He gets injured by the guy. But at the tip-off, the guy is like, better watch that bad shoulder. You better watch the scoreboard. Hey. Yeah. Very clever. I I liked it. (laughs) I liked it. Um, Didn't work out for Lucas, unfortunately. (laughs) You made him look a bit silly there, didn't he? He <laughs> did. Um, and we said all the stuff about the physio. He kind of gets talked into to doing it. He blames himself for missing the shot. He misses the shot. Uh, Dom, you already said that you predicted he was going to miss that shot. It just it didn't seem right. It didn't seem like it was it was going to be as plain sailing as we all hoped. He went straight down to his knees. Very cinematic. And they 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 kind of. Everyone just kept shoving it in our face that it's all for nothing if you can't make the shot. And then he didn't make the shot, so so it was all for nothing. Mm. But you know, it wasn't really because when he falls to his knees and he, you know, Nathan puts his hand on his shoulder, it's like, well, this, that means more than the result of it. You know, that's they've got their their bond there, haven't they? That they didn't have at the start of it all. So absolutely, it, it wasn't all for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think their their relationship has got much better. And he he jokes, doesn't he? he says, if you miss it, then you know, I'll I'll just go back to hating you again. Or if we lose, I'll go back to hating you mm. again, which I thought was quite funny. But their their scene right at the end of of the show is actually a really nice scene um, <sighs> on on the river court. Uh, their their scene at the end when they're on the river court. One one thing that I've mentioned a few times is that there's no like essence of time. <laughs> this is just that they'll wait all night for their mates to come to the river court or they'll just go and sit. He just seems to go to the river court and sit there for hours and hours and hours, even though yeah. it's beyond midnight and stuff like that. I don't, I don't seem to <clears> understand <throat> how he gets away with this. Like if I was doing that at 16 or 17, I'd, I'd be getting a smack around the back of the head saying, well, the bloody hell have you been? You know? Yeah. It, do, it does seem like a place that, that isn't, that isn't in time. Like he, yeah. have you ever played Assassin's Creed? Yeah, where, you know the, the the what's it called the Rasmus or the the the, the thing that it kind of takes you out of. It's like that's the river court where there's just, <laughs> it, it, there's no time. There's no, it doesn't exist. 
until you then go into the into the story um because yeah he's always there whether he's finding out that someone's pregnant or having a nice moment with his you know with his brother or whatever <laughs> it is it's it's there and like if we could go off on a on a big theory tangent of this is all happening in his head <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he after that car crash he's still in a coma <laughs> yeah <laughs> Even after the car crash yeah he's in a coma and the real court is his is his constant i think i think this scene is probably why i went back and started watching it all from the beginning i think oh, okay like because it was you could tell so, that they'd come a long way. And I think I just wanted to know where they started for them to get to, to, to this point. Um, we talk like, about in, influential scenes and stuff like that. And Simon has quite a, like a few, particularly um, Lucas and Nathan based that have made him go, that's what I want to go and do, you know, particularly around basketball yeah. um, and from the show. And then it's nice to, uh, one thing that I've asked other guests and stuff like, as we've done um, different podcasts with them and, and different episodes is what point did you, did you realize this kind of meant something to you or what point did, did it make you go? Yeah, that's, this is what, what I want to go back and watch. And it's nice that you can pinpoint that as well. Um, Cause a lot of people just go, it happens to be on, I got a bit hooked and I, I was watching it, but with other shows, I mean, the, the people just throw it on and leave it and watch it. But with this show, the people that we talk to and the people that message us and, and people like yourself seem to be able to pinpoint the episode and and kind of the the, the feeling of yeah actually I, I kind of want to get into this yeah and i, I think because because obviously they, they reflect on the one v one that they had <clears throat> right at the beginning and i had no idea that that had happened or, or what that was and so they're talking about that and and the, i didn't even know it was the finale <laughs> when i was watching it so you know it was all um, it was all just a complete mystery except what I'd seen. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, I need to go and see where these two in particular, you know, where did they start to to get to get to this point? And I think because I knew they always got to that point, I was always rooting for them to just get along. Like, oh, it must be now, it must be now. So in like episode six, I think it is where they, they go on that away trip and they're, they're in that bush kind of then that's the first time they really bond yeah. like i was like oh they must be friends from now and it's like oh wait no now you know and it's like there's always something that, that stopped them uh stopped them from getting along um but i was always you know always kind of waiting for it to to happen and and uh, yeah by the time you get to this bit you know he, he, like when he says i'll miss you too little brother it's like ah oh, yeah like that's that's massive like yeah. they they didn't even register on each other's radar and you know up until that that first episode and then now they're referring to each other as kin it's uh yeah it's nice it was uh yeah absolutely they have a lovely embrace <laughs> yeah yeah which well, uh we talk a lot about like. um people's tattoos as well um a lot of people have Peyton's artwork apparently and mm. uh quotes from the show and stuff like that i wonder if anyone has their their hug a little cuddle at the end, like a tattoo, like a full full sleeve of Nathan and Lucas hugging. I mean, maybe. That would be delightful. So they're getting soaked and they finally, de- you know, re-declare their undying love for each other, um, which is also a nice tender moment. And it and it's good. They seem like the, the, the decent, you know, couple that they are and that they've become. Um, 
Is that the first time he said it? Is that the first time he said he loves her? I think he said or it he, previously, said it but then she's just kind of she doubts it all because she feels like she doesn't amount up to oh, okay, yeah, everything okay. else and everyone else that he's has been in his life. I think he said it in episode fourteen. That's very specific to know, but I think he's, I think he said it because uh, Lex was on, and I think I sort of went to skip over it, and then he's and yeah, and she said that he had said it, but um. Also, Dom, I always try to point these things out to you when it's like, uh, you know, meme worthy or something that's on T-shirts or whatever. But rain is very important to Naily as a couple. It's a, it's a running theme. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Is um we we were discussing the uh, Lucas Nathan embrace at the river court. Is that is that a full sleeve tattoo on someone? <laughs> Uh, I don't think that would be a full sleeve. No, that's maybe not. I don't know. What, that's what the one I'd go Alex? for, if anything. I, I, um, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, at best, it's the the little bit on your wrist in in a sleeve, um, that that gets you know overshadowed by the rest of it. Or lower back. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know what's Classy. funny is I I actually <laughs> nice. I actually, uh, so I actually have quite a few tattoos and I was, uh, I've, I've got, I have a whole sleeve, which is actually is quite like in depth and colorful and whatever. Um, you wouldn't think of it looking at me, I know. Uh, but then on, <laughs> <laughs> on my other arm, I've got a couple like just stencil outlines of little, like I've got like my dog giving paw and, uh, you know, my wife's foot and things like that. And, uh, I was actually thinking, of getting a couple more done at some point. And I was thinking, is it time to get a little One Tree Hill tattoo? And if it was, what could I get that's not like super cliche, you know, like something that's a little bit more out there, you know? I think this needs, oh my... this needs to be I'm competition sorry. number two. <laughs> so yes. five, five star review and, and hashtag Simon's tattoo and a suggestion of what the tattoo should be. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Literally um, changing your body. <laughs> um, Dom might not, or won't get this yet, but you could get the uh, the Thunkist logo. <laughs> yeah, which just seems to be everywhere. Any time I've been in America, <clears throat> I've tried to get a Thunkist just to the mark <laughs> the marketing works. It's so would, it. Dom, this isn't really a spoiler, but later in the show, the show gets sponsored by the, the, the by the drink Sunkist, which is basically like a Fanta, like an orange, you know, uh, say soda. Say it's like orange juice. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's like an orange fizzy drink. Yeah, and uh, but the uh, the ads in it are not subtle. There's just like <laughs> vending machines everywhere. Yeah, t-shirts like, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent but it's kind of almost treated like an in joke like as in mm. it's so obvious it's funny sort of thing <laughs> but yeah I, I was actually thinking of maybe getting something to do with high flyers i thought that's actually quite cool like maybe a little like the high flyers logo because people that's kind of been the greatest segment of our show i think in my opinion like as in to it was never thought of I would never thought to have been sharing so much personal things on a podcast like this. Like, you know. 
what dom no, what i really is... want i really wanted to say <laughs> burgundy falls i'm so sorry okay there, there <laughs> I mean, i'm so sorry i'm there so it is. sorry i'm so sorry there it is so anyway sorry. back into uh my cocoon for the next 20 years before I get nothing. <laughs> what a comfy little place to be um, maybe i should get that tattooed <laughs> just burgundy <laughs> <laughs> yeah should we get back to Haley, Nathan, and uh, Luke? Is that the segue? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, she they, she finally decides what that she wants to. They get in from the rain, don't they? And they're drying off, and and she says this that they had that look. This is this is the time. This is what I want to do. I, well, this is who I want to do. Lol. Um, but they that she kind of decides after the basketball game. So once the game's over and done with and other distractions are out of the way, then, you know, we, we've got some time together. And then I'm going to leap forward in, into the house where Lucas is coming to say goodbye and his kind of official goodbye to Haley, And she runs past the door, just like in a towel. And she says to Nathan, oh, can I have your sweater or your jacket or whatever? And she goes out with it. Like just wrap. It's got a zip. Just zip it up. She didn't zip it up at any point. She's still. Well, don't make yourself uncomfortable and have to stand there like like cross armed and awkward. Just zip it up. It's weird. He had time to put trousers on. He's not in a hurry. The zip's there for that function. Exactly. So you don't have to do this. (laughs) Exactly. But (laughs) this this was the moment where I thought the admittance of love might. I'm going to use the word eke out. It might fall out here because he kicks off about the, you said you weren't going to do anything until you're married and gets all upset. And I thought, I, I was sure he was going to say, and I thought I'd be the one that you get married to. I thought, oh, I mm. thought we were going there. I really thought we were going there because then Nathan appears and she's like, well, yeah, we did it. We, we got married. And that absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> I do now. What did you think, Dom? You wasn't obviously you wasn't expecting it. I thought this is crazy. This is crazy. You're just you're just reliving. You're reliving the 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 you foreshad- like the adults have foreshadowed your current life and what's happening, and it's it's all a bit crazy. I think they've rushed into this. She is, are she's you, not, are you yeah. not on board? You're not on board? Not with marriage that early on. Not, you think not... Nathan was just so desperate? He's like, look, I've been on Original Sin and Hot Tasty Women. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'll marry you if that's what it takes. The amazing Amazons aren't doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I, was so surprised when he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, like, yeah we're, we're married. And I genuinely thought Lucas was going to say, I thought you were going to marry me and it would be me, but this this hasn't happened. I thought you were going to wait until you married so you'd never sleep with Nathan. I've got nothing to worry about because I know you're never going to sleep with him because you're waiting to be married and you are obviously going to marry me because we've been in love for years and years and years since we were eight and actually mm-hmm. that is now tainted and ruined. We have a Keith and Dan situation. You slept with my wife slash didn't sleep with my wife. I, I don't know. I, I know what I'm saying in my head. <laughs> Well, what what do you think of this stuff, uh, Alex? The the teen marriage. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's <clears throat> it's ridiculous because 
it's you know it's supposed to be um but no one is I don't think you're supposed to come away from it thinking oh I'm really glad these teenagers made a a, a solid decision for the rest of their lives I think it's yeah you're supposed to come away thinking are they are you joking like that's you know there, there will be people who were following it and it will that will just swell the, the the romantic and uh and all that but certainly as a uh, a teenage man at the, or teenage boy at the time thinking what like <laughs> they're they're like they're only like 17 or whatever they're like can they even do that because like, obviously i hadn't seen anything leading up to it so i was like can can they even do that um but yeah i mean it, it's it i think you know as don said it feels like they've rushed into it uh a little bit um you know just just to just to have that sex <laughs> Just for that sweet, sweet, sweet sex. Sweet Deb <laughs> Keith under the fur rug fireplace coitus. So, what's your prediction, Dom? Naily. Uh, happily married for eight more seasons. Okay. That's it. <laughs> there you go. I, d- I don't know. I, I, there you go. I still Sign think it off. there absolutely still needs to be an admittance from. Lucas or Haley uh, of their true feelings for for one another. Um, that has got to happen. I'm absolutely adamant. If we get to the end of season nine and that hasn't happened, I'm going to write a very strongly worded letter to all of them. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, I I just don't know when that's going to happen. I don't. The marriage must be annulled or something like that. Someone's got to intervene. He's emancipated. So he'll probably get away with it because he's his own man. Um, but when it comes to Haley, surely she'll need permission if she's a minor from uh, a consenting parent or adult. So um, I'm not sure if this is if this is going to work. I'm not okay. convinced. I'm not convinced. They'll go around at school going, "Oh, look, we got married," and people are going to be like, "You're a, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You ruined your life." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And she she'd said well, she'd say quite clearly, I've got a tattoo, and our relationship might not be forever, but I can kind of look behind me, and it'll be a nice reminder. Um, now the you, mirror, now, yeah. Now you've married him, it's and it all goes horribly wrong, and it's not going to be a nice reminder. It's just going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. Well, we will see, my friend. So <laughs> is that. Does that is that tied off all of our characters? Is there anyone we've missed or any little scenes we've missed? We feel happy. Uh, yeah, I think so. Peyton doesn't do anything else other than she's Brooke not in it as much, is. apart from no. the Nick the Nikki stuff uh, and Brooke stuff. I think that's pretty much it. Um, okay, so before we get to our judgments, if you would like to find out about our bonus patreon material and how to access all of that stuff then listen to this hello and welcome to 1030 productions he just became a raven welcome to prisoneyland fish our network is made up of two podcasts the ravens a one tree hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show and fox river a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show all of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. 
All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Pop it off up in G-Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. A CO. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, Ravens! So, that, no, that's that's the music. That's exactly yeah. it. So, just before we get to our judgments, we have had a number of people write in with some questions and some comments about this episode. And uh, so, I would like to read them out, if I may. You, you may. You may. Okay. So the first one from TD Dempsey just said, absolutely cannot wait to hear Dom's reaction. One of my favorites. So I think talking about just the finale in general, Dom, you reacted well. What is your reaction in one word if you were to sum it up? One word. Shock. Excellent. Okay, this is from Jenna. Um, Jenna is um, is a great advocate for the show. She uh, always writes in and comments. Jenna, we really appreciate you and appreciate uh, your support and detail in, 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 in all of this. And this is a great question. So to both of you, how does Nathan know that Peyton has had her, web- her webcam in her closet for months? Does he check it? Absolutely does, yes. Love that. So, so yeah. sure. So sure. Um, he absolutely does. Of course he does. Have you seen her? <laughs> Just every day is on there. He's yeah. bookmarked it. It's right under original sin. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, what do you think? I, I think he's asked someone else or he's asked her. So, hey, what? Uh, he's logged in to see. And he's going, hey, what happened to your webcam? She's like, oh, I just threw it in the cupboard. I don't use it anymore. So he's like, oh, okay, fine. I won't bother checking anymore then. <laughs> yeah, and that it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alicia has said for Simon. Um, I'm assuming it. She's written for me, so I'm assuming it is for me. She said, "Were you shocked about Naley's engagement, and did you approve slash disapprove?" Uh, on my first watch, I can't quite remember, but I would imagine that I would have approved because I'm a big Naley shipper. It's true. I appreciate both of them. I'm a big fan. So I completely approve. You have you have a lady like Naley. You put a, a Naley. 
You have a lady like Haley. You put a ring on it. Lock it down from early. Teenage, yeah. I don't care. Mine. <laughs> Done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that it. feels a bit forceful. But, okay. <laughs> you should have seen how he proposed to his now wife. She's like, oh, do you want to get married? Whatever. Oh. <laughs> i was being passionate guys well what 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 do you what do you guys think approve or disapprove of the nady marriage uh i i mean I, I i approve just because it's important that young people make stupid mistakes and silly decisions so they can learn from them that's true dom uh, I disapprove, but for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me. I approve. I believe in young love. It can happen. It can happen. Thank you, Alicia. Oh, and Alicia also says, and have your thoughts about the Naley engagement changed in all of your rewatches? So I guess that's uh, that is to me. I know I'm with it the whole way. And I really love their journey. Can't say too much. Um, so no, I I am I completely approve. Alicia, please write back and let me know your response because uh, I want to know what you think and whether you approve and how you have found it in your rewatches. Alex, how have you found it in your rewatches? Does does your opinion change? Uh, yeah, obviously you have the benefit of um, knowing what happens. Uh, I think it becomes a bit more palatable. Uh, and understanding um, eventually, perhaps. Good answer. Diplomatic. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, Lex wrote in and just put Haley, James, Scott. That's it. <laughs> so just the shock of the marriage. Statement of fact. Yeah. Um, cute babe 79, who, who writes in a lot. So I appreciate you. Thank you. The Naley marriage. Can Dom give us a prediction of how long he thinks it will last from Kathleen? Uh, I don't know. I, their relationship is like pretty solid right now, but I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're getting beyond season three. Still married. Okay. So I think we'll see out season two. We'll have our difficulties, like every marriage has and goes through. Like all relationships, we have our ups and downs. They've had several already. I think they're going to be tested and then we'll get to middle of season three and that's it. We're, we're getting divorced. Child divorce. Wow. Okay. This is one for everyone from Nathaniel, longtime supporter of the show. We appreciate you, Nathaniel. Summarize your thoughts on the season. Favorite and least favorite character. So Alex, we'll go to you first. What are your general thoughts on season one and favourite and least favourite character? <clears throat> uh, so it's it's the, the best series. It's the one I've watched the most. I think it's the one that, that offers, um, the because you know nothing about them going into it, it offers the, the, so much uh, character development and just so much stuff happens. If you try and think back over 22 episodes, um, it's easy to forget a lot of the stuff that, that these, the, you know, Peyton, um, that, that college party feels like forever ago. And that's all kind of formed who, who these people have, have become up until this point. Um, favorite, I mean, favorite characters is, is going to be Whitey 
regardless of of what's <laughs> yeah whatever that question is um and what was the other one least favorite character mm-hmm. yeah um least favorite is pr- i mean probably nikki she's just <laughs> she, she's a she's a other than being a, a, a is it a skank whore? Skank whore, yeah, yeah. Skank whore, yeah. Other, <laughs> yeah. other than being a skank whore, she's antagonistic in like almost in the opposite way to Dan, where Dan you you love to hate him, but her with Nikki, I, I just kind of hate her. She's just on a wind up all the time, um, and just for the sake of, of of doing it. Whereas Dan's normally got a motive, uh, or he's trying to do this or that. <clears throat> she's just she's just kind of the worst and she stinks <laughs> that's that's right that's true wet and dry at the same time it's impossible <laughs> but she makes it happen yeah dom summarize your thoughts of the season favorite and least favorite character so i i have no other seasons to be able to compare it to so so far the best season of one tree hill thanks um, but uh, it's actually a really enjoyable series uh, going into this podcast. And I think I said from my our first episode, which we, we released today, um, that I was a bit apprehensive about it because I, I don't really know. I, I was kind of just expecting a teen drama um, where we follow some high school kids around and they're all a bit annoying and they do drugs and they get drunk and they do stupid things. But that, that kind of hasn't really happened in that way at all. I mean... We've got some teenagers that have gone and got married in the final <laughs> episode, which, you know, really wasn't expected. And we've had the whole emancipating from parents. And we've had the adult stories actually been just as key to this as as the, the, the kids and, and their development. And the character to development throughout it has been is really good and really important. And they have set it up really well to, to move into that next series, even though there's been so much uncertainty about whether there's going to be another one or not. Um, I mean, there was at the time. There isn't now, obviously. Um, And just the points where you can see the potential breaks and where they were going to go, right, this is going to be the last episode that we ever make because we haven't got the budget. And then it's continued beyond that. They've just kind of made it all fit. So it is a really well put together show with with lots of great themes and stuff like that. And I I said that every episode has has a theme and something I might explore a bit more when we start on season two um but that's definitely relevant and prevalent throughout the whole the whole season um and it is definitely something i would now recommend people go and watch and listen along with us nice uh i'd also say this is definitely my favorite season um i i love it i've seen this one the most as well favorite character has to be lucas of course least favorite uh it's difficult my instinct says karen said it oh i didn't think you'd go there i don't i don't particularly know why i just said it guys it just came out of my mouth um i don't disagree yeah that i I don't either it it feels right (laughs) if it it feels right then you do it you know for me nikki is like a complete manipulative bitch but karen is just kind of like you, you could add a good thing with Keith and you, you fucked it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Ali Marie says, I can't wait to hear Dom's reaction to Nathan and Haley's marriage. So we've had that. <laughs> uh, 
Katie says, of course, if Dom thinks Nadie's marriage will last. So we've had that as well. Um, we had a couple things, uh, a couple direct messages. Uh, Catherine said uh, that your friend, he said, your friend Pi, who was also called Simon, was probably called that because of Simon the Pie Man. And I thought, yeah, that probably is exactly right. So thank you very much. Sounds about right. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Nathaniel was asked for a full cover of uh, Reoffender by Travis. <laughs> can you do that separately? Yeah, you just edit that in, can't you? Is that what you normally do? Please. Sorry, guys. Hang on a second. Keeping up appearances. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna edit the music in the background of this to make it really epic. Ready? <laughs> Keeping up appearances. Everyone, come on. Keeping up with the Joneses. Ready? I'm fooling myself. Everybody. I'm fooling myself. <laughs> That's as good as I can do right now. Um, okay. Last but not least is the judgments. So, Alex, this is the uh, all-important judgments and then leading into our rating of the episode which you'll yes. be familiar with so we'll start off with our favorite performer who was your favorite performer meaning actor Ooh. and who gave the best performance of the show uh, so i think the best unfortunately at this point alex's audio messed up so uh, we weren't able to record his judgment for character and for uh, performer but I believe they both went to Chad Michael Murray, but we confirm it again later uh, in this episode. So apologies about that. Yeah. uh, For character, I would also choose Lucas. I agree. I think he was really good in, in, and and the fact that he, you know, missed the shot and everything that happened to him and he still managed to keep his morale high. Um, And then for performer, I've got to go with Paul Johansson. Yeah, I just the especially the moment where he like smashed the car window, amazing. I love that. For my for myself, I'm actually going to go kind of the opposite of what you've just said. So, um, for best performer, I, I'm going to give it to Chad Michael Murray. I thought he did a, a fantastic job in this episode as well, um, and showed a lot of different emotions and feelings and he was back to being his humble self and then his protective self over Haley with the whole you know I thought you were going to save yourself uh, for him kind of moment <laughs> uh, and there was the moments that he had with Karen and then with Keith and so on and so on and yeah really really solid performance my favorite character of the episode though I am going to give to Dan so I've up on the sort of the opposites of, of what you said um and Dan, I thought, was just cl- like classic Dan, but with some extras thrown in. And then you see the his kind of real heartbreak and he doesn't really know what, what to do at the end and it's all going a bit wrong. And he then sort of tragically has his, his heart attack <laughs> or what you can assume is a heart attack, not just a panic attack or wind. Um, so, <laughs> it was just yeah. a big fart. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's all good. He's all good. Um, so... Yeah, it's going to Paul. Well, Dan. Uh, but I did ask Alex as well who his favourite performer for the entire series was. So, is there anyone Ooh. that stands out to you as been your favourite for the whole series? 
It's got to be Chad. How could it not be? <laughs> Chad, Chad, Chad. Season one is all about Chad, really. It's all about Lucas, I think. Um, well, who, who's yours, Dom? Uh, I think I'm going to agree with Alex and say Paul Johansson. He's just mm. solid throughout as well, though. He's just quality. I, yeah. I really like um, James Lafferty, and obviously, I, I really like all the um, all the girls in it as well. Sophia Bush has, has put in some fantastic performances. Uh, her crying ability is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think Paul Johansson just stands out as being that excellent villain <laughs> that we all kind Perfect. of lo- love to hate. If there was a, a, a most improved. Um, kind of a, across the series, I think James Lafferty has has that. Like, I think there's times like early on where he, he seems a bit like a, a, a deer in headlights, where you can see that he's not as good of an actor as those around him, especially next to next to Dan. Uh, but then by the end of, of of this first series, it feels like he's he's kind of holding his own a little bit, and he's yeah, because he's he's obviously the the youngest one. I think he was only about seventeen or eighteen when they were shooting it mm. where everyone else was sort of 22 23 so you know he was he may have just been a bit intimidated by you know some older real actors and uh but yeah i mean he's he's the real basketball player isn't he so he's uh <clears throat> he's, he's always got that nice that's a really good that's a really good point yeah totally really good nice uh what about favorite song of the episode we we always forget about the song. Did, did you have a favorite song? I got one. Oh, okay. Gone. Oh, you want me? To... Sorry, <laughs> Dom. One of you. The <laughs> only one that I recognised was "Run" by Snow Patrol near the end. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to go with that because I didn't recognise anything else. <laughs> Is that the one that's the light up? Yes. Light up. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah um, the one in the rain. Um, is a Gavin DeGraw song um, called More Than Anyone. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a lovely little song. Um, yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm in this horrible <laughs> world of not being allowed to look up Gavin DeGraw either. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's all right. He had a, he had a good album there. <laughs> yeah, I like him. That was, that was uh, my choice as well, the Rain song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's a, good just a voice and a piano. And uh, yeah, it means a lot. It's nice. Yeah, he's got a really great voice. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what about uh, favorite background performer? One line or less? Uh, Let's go, Alex. Have okay, you got one? Uh, yeah, mine was the uh, "You Better Watch That Bad Shoulder" guy. Uh, yeah, that he was mine too. He's in it a lot, but he only says that, and then he only says that one line. Yeah, yeah. I was watching him. I was like, "Are you going to have another yeah, line? Yeah. Are you going to ruin this for me?" I was even but waiting no, for like didn't. a like a booyah or something after he <laughs> him. Um, but no, it was uh, it was just you better watch that bad shoulder, and then he, he let his game do the talking. That yes, he did <laughs> absolutely. He did all the way for that W. Yeah, Dom, did you have someone different? Um, it was the guy sitting as we're looking on the right of mouth, <laughs> so on mouth's left. <laughs> In his red T-shirt, he he was just he was unfamiliar to me, so I'm I'm assuming he wasn't one of the Rivercourt guys. Uh, no, I don't. But I don't he just know. Sat... Was, that was Fergie, wasn't it? Was it? I wasn't sure. Oh, was it? Is it Fergie? I'm pretty sure it was Fergie. Hang on. If it's Fergie, oh. I will retract and find someone else. But 
He just sat absolutely bemused for the entire episode next to Matt. I'm pretty sure that was Fergie. I, yeah, I, I, I remember looking. I remember looking and thinking, oh, "I wonder if Jimmy was there." <laughs> it, it was like, no, 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 no that, that's Fergie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Erickson. Damn it! Damn it! Damn that Fergie! You're gonna have to go over another because Fergie's had Fergie's. He's got a name. He's he's a character. He's a named character. Well, they, he hasn't had many lines, has he? Not at this point. Or maybe at any point. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go for one of the lads in the locker room gave Dan a, a, a quick look of just pure disappointment and then looked back down at the floor uh, when they were when they lost the game and he was screaming at them. So I'll go with I'll go with that kid. Okay. Okay, okay we'll take him. <laughs> uh what about favourite line, Alex? Uh the nice tattoo by the way, very classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Dom? Uh, you better hope I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I I, I I, was thinking that line. I also like the line of uh, great players make great plays and the whole, like, are you, you know, are you scared? If you're scared, sit down. I really like that intimidation. I obviously like to be dominated. That's obviously what I'm finding out here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we always find out something <clears throat> on an episode of this podcast. We all have our voices. <laughs> Always about you as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm sorry, Dom, that you're not comfortable to share about the shape of your nipples on podcasts. Not my fault. Um, okay, so last but not least is the precious, precious rating. So the way we do this now, Alex, is we just count to three and then we all just say it at the same time. And then if it's all in unison and we've all come to the same number, then all good. Move on with our lives. If it's not, then we debate until we can all agree. Um, so my first question to you both is, did you have a number before we started the podcast in your mind? Yes. Yes. Has that number increased or decreased at any point during this conversation? No. No. <laughs> oh, God. This is either really good or really bad. <laughs> okay, so on. So I'll count to three, and then we all say at the same time. Ready? Wait, One, uh, on, two, on three. Four. Or after three? After, after three. three. Right, okay. Yeah, my bad. Okay. <laughs> One... Two, three, nine, ten. ten. Oh, oh, oh! I got up to a ten. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ten. Well, what was what was your reason for a nine? And then let's see if we can get you to it. Uh, so my reason for a, a nine um, was because um, the uh, there's only one Tree Hill line. That, okay. that was uh, not worthy of a of a ten episode. Okay, so with that is that all we got to get? But Alex, there is only one tree hill, and it's your home. Does that change anything? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go to. It. I just didn't want to come on here and be like, "Yeah, it's a ten. I'm the best." Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it, I would, this this is this is the, the the culmination of an entire series that is is near perfect for a first series of a television show. So 
and and they've done mm. it complete justice. So yeah, it's, of course it's mm. ten. I just don't want to, didn't want to be that guy. So yeah, let's call it. Ten. I, I'm up. Well, this is this <clears> is the <throat> podcast where you can always be comfortable to be that guy because we are that guy. <laughs> so that's great. Well, okay, I love that. For, well, firstly, just before I go to Dom, I already know because I checked if we made this a ten because I was hoping it would be. That means our average rating for season one is an 8.2. I did it on the spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, Dom, what was your reason for a 10? Um, what a great way to round up the series. If it ended now, I'd be disappointed, and that's kind of how I wanted to feel. So on our very first episode where we covered the pilot, uh, I gave it a 6, because I said if it ended now, I wouldn't be that fussed. I wouldn't care, but if it ended now, I'd want I'd be annoyed because I want to see where we go from here and what's what's going to happen next. I had a cliffhanger. I had basketball. I had plenty of Whitey, plenty of Dan, um, Keith losing his virginity. Um, <laughs> you know. The the shock factor. I was so surprised by uh, Dan's ending. Um, massively surprised by Nathan and Haley's um, marriage. Um, and just really shocked that you know these things have happened. I still don't know what's what's happening with Brooke, Peyton, and Nikki. Whether it's all bullshit. Whether who she's playing, Brooke. I mean, you know, there's so many questions that I need answered. So it's a ten because I want to go and watch the next episode already. Oh, I love that. This is, I think, our third ten of season one, which I think is pretty good. Um, yeah, really good. I, I would say a 10 for all the same reasons. Uh, this is, I, I really like the way the story is told. I like that it's sort of out of order. I obviously love all of the basketball stuff as I love the basketball. Um, it's just a great episode. And then the shock factor of the Keith and Deb, the Nathan and Haley. It's just, uh, it's up there. It's a classic in my, in my opinion. So I'm really glad that we could make this into a 10. Before we go any further, one last bit is we have two Patreons to shout out. So we have Kathleen at Junior Varsity. Dom? Kathleen, you just became a Raven. And we appreciate your support. And then Jay. Jay, I'm so sorry. I don't know how, but I missed you off of the list somehow from from last week. But you have been a loyal supporter and uh, we've had loads of great conversations and we really appreciate your support. So, Jay, you are 100% a raven. What is Jay, Dom? Jay is a raven. 100%. Um, Alex, you have been amazing. We've really enjoyed... Oh, I'm speaking on behalf of Dom, but I know that he feels the same. <laughs> we've really enjoyed... <laughs> we've really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed having you uh, with us uh so much fun we can we do this again can we get you back in season two absolutely um if once you get me the jacket i'll uh i'll come back <laughs> that'd be great thank you that makes really sense. enjoyed it yeah thank you very much no it's been a pleasure we really appreciate it and thank you for all of your support um you know the, from the beginning your your initial message uh really meant a lot to me uh and to dom as well i know so uh yeah we really appreciate it but before we get out of here, uh, people can hit us up on social media, Dom. Uh, at Ravens Podcast on Instagram. And hey, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Uh, Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through what? Hoops. 
And then they also go through Nets. That's right. Hoops.net. <laughs> um and then last but not least, Alex, as our guest, mm. you get to decide what accent do we get to do the Ravens chant in or the three two one, two, three Ravens. Um have we done Welsh? Oh no, my god. We haven't. No. There we no. go. Let's do uh <laughs> let's do Welsh. Wait, right. Dom, can you do some Welsh so I can try and copy you? Gotta be from Wales now. Right, everybody. I'm gonna count <laughs> oh, to <God>. three. <laughs> gonna count to three. And then we're gonna shout the lovely bird name out. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, I can't do Welsh. I can only do this Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Italy versus like meets Jamaica. It's brilliant. <laughs> I can't do the Welsh. How do you do it? See whose court is that jacket? Whose court is that jacket? See, there you go. That was perfect. Jack jacket. Whose court is that jacket? Jacket. Right. Rave on. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Not German. <laughs> right. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs>